Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to go over the, the moral dilemma of how in the Peppa Pig universe there is a zoo. My name is Dylan. <laughs> All right, I'll introduce you guys. So you guys aren't my usual uh, co-hosts. Uh, we are joined today by Moon from Ship Poster Club and Trio Doug, also from Ship Poster Club. Say hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> welcome. How's it going? I'm going to do the thing real quick where I, I say we're live. And I'm gonna I'm gonna check the stream just for my own fucking paranoia, or else I'm just gonna bug out the whole stream and be like, oh god, I really hope this fucking worked. We're live. Gotta check, man. Checking your uh, your live and your like audio is the like gamer equivalent of Grab measure twice, like, cut oh, once. God, I really hope. I checked and we're good. But yes, nice. trio, you're fucking right. So if anyone posts in the chat, I will probably fucking see it. Uh, <laughs> what's that? You moon. Who the hell is no, that? No, I didn't post anything. Someone in the chat named M-N-O-N posted pants. The emoji. Oh, it's probably probably Mono. Oh my god, fucking Mono. I should have known. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, is that like dyslexia at, at work, I guess. So, so there we were. What year was that we last talked, uh, Moon? Was it like 2019, 2020, early? I, I think it was early 2020. Early 2020. Simpler oh, man, back, times. Back in the good old days. I think it was the before times. I don't think there was any pandemic to speak of. And um, I remember, because it was like episode, I think, 22 of my show, um, which was a real banger. Like, uh, my metrics kind of skyrocketed after that. Don't know why. <laughs> I don't think people from the Feddy were watching my show. Um, <laughs> and if they were, there's not that many of them. Uh, more on that later. But uh, so the elephant in the room is 10 grand. We're, we got to start with that, because when we last talked, it was worth like a dime. <laughs> now it's worth like, I think, about 110. Is it over 100 again? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We were sitting pretty stable at, like, 70 for a while. Um, now it's over 100. So, like, what happened? <laughs> what, that is a great question. Um, you, it was actually around $50 a while back, and it jumped back up to 100. Um, but the market, the whole crypto market went up, and we went up with it. So that that's, <laughs> if somebody can explain that, they can explain yeah. us. It, but, it got up to around like 200 at one point. Yeah, uh, there were some big, there were some big uh, people manipulating the market. I say manipulating because I, they were doing something to make money off of it. But mm. it, it jumped up, uh, yeah, quite a bit over over 200 dollars at some point, uh-huh. and it's back to around 100 now. But I, it seems to be kind of stable now. That's pretty good. I, I still, I mean, you explained it to me, but I still don't understand how this fucking crypto thing works. All I know is that we're on Ubic. And it's like not Ethereum. Yep, it's a fork of Ethereum. So it's the same code as Ethereum, but different people are running it. Well, it's close to the same code as Ethereum. Uh, it's a little bit different. They they changed the, the the proof of work thing so that it couldn't be manipulated as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got longer block times and other interesting stuff like that. Gotcha. But uh, <laughs> so, but it's almost the same. It just it just runs you know, it runs as a separate as a separate network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand forks because I have a, like a background in like software, sort of. But like, um, so it's so anybody can make a coin based on Ubic, like they could on Ethereum, right? Like, how how does the how does it piggybacking work? Like, I don't get that. Can you explain that? What, what do you mean piggybacking? Because like you 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 could say accurately that that ten grands is sort of powered by Ubic. They're like tightly correlated, right? Gotcha. What's um, the what's the correlation? So like on Ethereum, there's there's these things called smart contracts. 
and there are programs that actually run on the blockchain. And sometimes people call the Ethereum network the uh, the universal or global computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it does is you can write programs that run trustlessly because they're verified by uh, by um, actors that don't trust actors that don't trust each other work towards a work towards a mutually beneficial outcome by properly calculating these these computer programs. So when you talk about a coin, when you talk about like a token on the Ethereum or the Ubic network, it's actually just a program that's a ledger. That's all it is. Is it's just a it's a program that operates as a ledger and it's it's the it has its own listing of accounts and how much to, how many tokens the account has and the program just keeps track of that sends it back and forth. So it's really just it's really just an order book. Okay, does that make sense? It's kind of hard to explain. That is hard to explain, but um... it's it's the same. Well, okay, so you know how you know how we have the tip bot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how we have the we have the tip bot. The tip bot is just a database. The database has records in it that says if you have this Discord account or you have this many account, you have this many ticks in our order book. Mm-hmm. And and it's one computer that's deciding that. And if that computer gets hacked, then you know all the money goes you know money goes to somebody else. Right. It's an uh, unmanaged you know. wallet, but it's a real wallet that isn't yours, right? Right. But so like literally, the blockchain does the same thing, except no single person controls it. Mm. It's it's written in such a way that that the same way like Bitcoin, mm-hmm. how you how one you know like a group of people calculate the consensus and it's in nobody's interest to violate that consensus so it's kind of the same thing on ethereum or ubic except that that uh you can run full programs on that and the program is just the same thing it's just it's just a uh a database record that says you have this many ticks for this account hmm. and that's a token on a uh on a ethereum or ubic network is gotcha i I might be too stupid to follow along, but I'm mostly following along because I, I use the tip bot pretty regularly, so I, I know how that works. Like... <laughs> yeah, the, the tip bot is a SQL database, and the uh, the blockchain is a blockchain database, mm-hmm. and they both just hold fake funny numbers on there. So the the tip bot is kind of like a human with a wallet on this blockchain, but like it's also a program with a database that like is actually tracking multiple users with yep. its wallet. That's basically what it does. Yeah, is it controls one wallet. And it's, it uh, control, control separately controls the balances for, mm. for every individual person. Yeah. So uh, do, do you have any like specific words or anything to say to like the various like uh, uninformed people or trolls or both that uh, don't understand that begging isn't the primary way to earn 10 grands? Like what, what would you say to them? It's a real currency. I mean, it's, well, okay. <laughs> I, I better be careful what I say about this because like uh, I might get arrested by the SEC. <laughs> if you some people the yeah, this is not financial advice. <laughs> is it it is it is as real as any other crypto token which is to say that well, depending on your philosophy may be completely real or a complete sham mm-hmm. uh but it it you can it, it works <laughs> just like a regular cryptocurrency it works regular like, like a regular crypto, crypto crypto token yeah i'm not trying to get you arrested i'm just sure people are going to watch this and, and wonder it doesn't have any real world value that's the thing if people trade it for value that's their fault and their problem right yeah so like the if you look on the Shinobi exchange and you're like, oh, what's the value of ten grands? And it's like, well, it's worth this many ubics, and then this many ubics is worth this many dollars. It's like, okay, people say it has this value, but you just made this as a fucking shitposting token to tip people. Yep. And then uh then Shinobi got invented and people actually could trade it for other stuff. And people started trading it for other stuff, and then it magically became real. Yeah. 
like the technology was always real, but um, you never intended for it to have value, and now all of a sudden it has value. Yeah, if we wanted it to have value, we could have built it on it. We could have built it on Ethereum or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't, and and I don't know if I said this last time, but the reason why we did not build on Ethereum at the time, 2017, was because it cost 25 cents to do yeah. a transaction. Yeah. And we were like, that's too much money. No one will use this. Mm-hmm. And now people pay $40 to do a DeFi transaction on Ethereum. Wow. That's just wild to me. Like, um, I get why they do it. I know DeFi has, like, a lot of perks. Like, I, I post my show on Odyssey, right? And Odyssey is, like, filled with crypto, like, financial content. Yeah. <laughs> DeFi this, crypto that. Look Isn't at that, all. like, the whole platform? Yeah. I feel like I shill it every episode, but the TLDR, the TLDR, the TLDR is that there's this blockchain called library, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was on library for a while. Yeah. You, all the videos, it's, it's a peer to peer network and the blockchain are just, it's just pointers to files on a peer to peer network of computers. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the people that made library, uh, they also made odyssey formerly library.tv, which is a website, not the blockchain. And it's just simply a peer on the peer to peer network, but they have like a lot of servers and a video player like so it's like it's more uh, of a youtube like experience uh, rather than yeah. getting the app and browsing the blockchain and downloading videos to your device uh to watch at whatever resolution you downloaded it at because that's a lot more primitive mm-hmm. right so it's like it's a thing built on top of a thing but they built both things and people have a hard time separating the two but yeah. like uh like the SEC could arrest, you know, Jeremy Kaufman and all the people that that run Library. They could throw them in jail for life, and uh, it will still work. Like Odyssey wouldn't be there, but you can get the app and you could download all the videos on the blockchain. People could still keep adding them, and, okay. they, and they can keep trading. And they, the they, they are being investigated by the SEC, yes. right? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are currently so that, that guy on the Fediverse might. He's, he kind of maybe got maybe that's where he got the idea that I should be arrested. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, which guy on the Fediverse was that? Oh, the troll, the troll. Right. No, I thought you were talking about yeah, well, um... he literally thinks it. Like he's not he's not trolling. He just is that stupid. I don't even read that guy's post anymore. There's I... a lot of silly people on the Fediverse. I have like two people muted and he's one of them. <laughs> what an honor. Uh but yeah, like uh I I guess like uh, uh I'll get back to ten grands in a minute, but with the Feddy, right? Like there is like it, it's a wonderful network. I love it. I'll never mm-hmm. leave it. But like there's some people on there that are just really annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of uh, uh, the drawback of any social media is that it involves people, and people are really <laughs> fucking stupid and annoying. But you know, in those stupid and annoying people, there's some pretty cool people, and uh-huh. I think my my favorite thing about the Fediverse is that like, because it, it's it it gives me that that feeling of just like uh being in a crowd of people all like trying to talk to you. And I kind of like that sensory overload of social interaction. Uh, Like I I can have all my friends posting funny things. And then out of nowhere, I have, you know, a random guy on a random instance I've never seen saying that my admin needs to go to jail. And he's like <laughs> super serious about it, you know. And or it's like, like, what is he smoking? Yeah, and like, yeah, and then and then right after that is just someone saying, "Come," like that's it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's great. I, it's so I love good. it. And it and there's no like, there's no. I mean, except for Mastodon, there's no like preachy bullshit. Like that's the that's the thing that I fucking hate about Twitter is mm-hmm. is everybody is pointing and laughing at savages and pretending like they aren't. 
savages as well. Right. And they're like, mm, you really shouldn't be posting that. And it's like, mm-hmm. bitch, you, you think you, you post this shit too. Yeah. I'd like to point out that um, you, you can run Mastodon as an admin and not be an asshole. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's sadly rare. Um, I think Mastodon has a bit of a charm. Like, they have that, you know, dictator, right? Uh, not mm-hmm. Maduro, a literal dictator. I mean, Eugen, uh, a benevolent dictator <laughs> for life of a software project, mm-hmm. right? They also have Maduro on Mastodon Social, a real-life dictator. That's kind of cool. What an accomplishment, right? That's uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> They didn't. Um, they didn't kick him off. They didn't kick him off. They did not kick him off. I thought about following him, but I didn't want to disappear in the night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's okay. He'd be too busy eating empanadas to send anybody to go kill you. I think uh, the the software that an instance runs isn't a really good indicator of what kind of quality you're going to see. I think the best indicator of quality you're going to see on the Fediverse of different people posting is do they have their political affiliations in their bio. Like, yeah, that is the I biggest mean, red flag. Like if their political affiliations are listed and if their instance has a political affiliation, you're it's pretty guaranteed to be garbage. Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be bad. And like, imagine going on the Internet and just being mad at people like how cringy is that? Like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, these did people? You guys, did you guys see resistance.social when that was a thing? Wasn't that the one that had yeah. the, the Avengers uh, role play? Yeah, everybody had avengers themed accounts and it was like so obviously like an act blue print yeah it's like at tony stark at resistance.social we gotta stop (laughs) trump guys and it's like they're all in it and they're all replying to each other and it's like what are you doing why would i follow you you uh this is all you post it's just weird role playing like there's no value in these accounts and then, you know, it gets deeper. Like, you know, after all these years on the Fetty, like you, me and Moon talked about it last time, Trio. I talked to him on my episode number mm. 22. This is episode 30 fucking something. Um, but um, I, I mentioned this last time, but there's a lot of Mastodon servers that blew up when I arrived, right? Not because I arrived, but that I came on that same train in 2017, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I had never heard of the Fediverse before Mastodon. Um and I immediately figured out, oh, I knew I don't want to be here, but there's other servers that run something else. And it was Robeck's article that brought me to Shitposter Club. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I feel so fortunate because uh, Shitposter Club was my introduction to the Fediverse, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what Macedon was for the longest time. I just knew that people didn't like them, and I was like, I don't know. And then. I like actually found out, like look yeah. more into the Fediverse. I was like, God damn. You click on the button next to their picture and it's like, takes you to their home website. And it's like, why does this look yeah. so different? Why does this look worse somehow? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I had no idea. I still had no idea like how the Fediverse worked. Robeck just dragged me to ship poster club and I just fell in love with everybody there. Yeah. What happened with me? I mean, I have a highlight video for the, I made a highlight channel for my fucking podcast and I, I made a, a clip for this, but I'll, I'll just say it again real fast. But like, uh, I started on Mastodon because I was that asshole on Facebook that's like, hey, guys, you know Facebook's exploiting you, right? And then eventually, a form, one of my old bosses, actually, we were friends on Facebook, he calls me out. He's like, then leave it. And I was like, he's right. I need to stand by my principles. And I deleted my account <laughs> that day. And uh, nobody kind of saw it coming, and I never went back. And I was uh, on, unfortunately, Reddit of all places. I know. Go ahead and laugh. I'll pause. Oof. I'll pause for laughter. Oh, uh, it's, more, it's more cringe. I know. I size. What alternatives did I have? I deleted my Facebook account and I had nothing. So oh, yeah, I get that. Um, 
and I fucking hate Reddit, dude, so much. I, I've been over it before. I, they killed. Yeah. They killed the forum. Reddit is Reddit is is just as bad, if not worse, than Twitter. I yeah. I fucking hate Reddit. I hate everything about it. The the damage they've done to internet and its culture is irreparable. And I really miss the days of tiny forums for various subjects just being everywhere. Like mm -hmm. we should make a federated forum software or some bullshit. I don't know. Reddit is full <laughs> of people that when they get mad at you, they just go through your post history and download everything. That yeah. Too. Yeah. And they'll use like, like weird proxy sites too. Like there's proxy sites kind of like Knitter for Twitter, right? That like mm -hmm. have your deleted posts too. Like they'll look, they'll find it. Like yeah, they're monstrous. Oh, but but yeah. anyway, uh, my point was I I arrived on the Fetty because somebody pointed out Mastodon as a viable option because they basically linked a couple articles from the Media Blitz of 2017 when they really went public, right? Oh yeah. And uh, those articles were all a farce. All the people that wrote them aren't there anymore. Like, they aren't on the Fetty anymore. And all the accounts mm. are derelict. And the point I wanted to bring up was, like, I got to Mastodon. The, my instance immediately died. I joined another one. Uh, I found Robeck and a couple other really cool people sharing stuff I liked. Uh, stuff that wasn't just nonsense. Like, uh, like political garbage or just nonsense. Literally. Um, and then uh, my threads were broken because they hadn't fixed that. Because uh, I was on a server that did not disclose who they were blocking. And I'm like, oh, that's some bullshit. And then I ended up joining SPC because I was like, I need to get out of here. This is fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, and I've never been happier. Like, I'll never leave. It's great. Uh, but the reason I bring it up, reason I bring it up is because there's a lot of servers out there uh, that have a really large, like, count of how many users they have. Uh, specific, and a lot of these are Mastodon servers, unfortunately. I don't mean to shame them so heavily, but it, it's true. Uh, and they have, like, maybe five active users that are actually there. Um, yeah, they're just that old of a server, and just they were there down. during the media blitz, and they so they have like five hundred thousand derelict accounts and twelve active users, and they throw their weight around, yelling at you know Gargron over there, like, "Hey, meet my needs. I'm a big server in your network," and it's like, "But you're not <clears throat> cyberspace." Yeah, like cyberspace and <laughs> and elec and uh, fucking octodon. They have there's like maybe ten <laughs> people on each of those. But if you look at the counts, like there's like hundreds of thousands of people, and they're supposed to be these big deal flagship servers. But I bet they run on fucking Raspberry Pis, because <laughs> they have like one person on it. Yeah, it's some horse shit. It's it's really some horse shit. And those servers are falling apart every all the time. Like every time it happens, I I, I used to like laugh about it. That's kind of toxic of me, and so I, I started like not doing that. But it I won't lie that it it amuses me when servers that are so concerned about you know eliminating the other. Uh, the people they don't like, right? Um, they die because lack of interest because they block so much content that the, their users are bored, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it slightly amuses me when they kick the bucket because they all do, they always do. Yeah, it's just a uh, it's just social media natural selection. Yeah, it's a federated you know, system. The, you the, can migrate. The, Your users will. The strong survive. Mm -hmm. Community is everything. It's not about software. It's not about the people you marginalize, right? Yeah. So I, I, one of the, one of my favorite things that uh, Moon posted went concerning all of the uh, new instances that pop up and then immediately just hate shit poster club <laughs> is that it, when they're all gone, we will still be here. Uh -huh. I think I quoted that in the last episode I had him on. Actually. <laughs> if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure I did that. How fitting. It's true. We're stones in the stream. <laughs> it's true. It, you're right, though. Like, we were there first. I mean, I wasn't there first. I feel, I wish I was. It's like, this, this... You, can, you can say we. 
2017 was a long time ago now. Like, yeah, I joined in the late 2017. I really wish I was there in 2016. It's all right. Can't have you know, it all. If you we we switched to Pluralma, and I love Pluralma. It's it's my beloved Homer car. I call it. <laughs> it just has parts hanging all over it, and it's just got it's got all kinds of stuff stuffed in there, and it's great. It's just mm-hmm. it's a beautiful mess, and I love it. It just works. It's 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 so much. I don't know. Like I I, I rag on GNU Social so often. I mean GNU Social got us to where we are now, mm-hmm. and so I'm really happy, really happy about that. It served us well, but by the end, it was just falling apart. It was like a yeah. falling apart. Yeah, we were in, we were in a we were in a space station. The space station parts were falling off of it. We didn't have much time left, and Pluralma saved our asses. It's it's uh you know, it's true, and you know, you could have switched to Hubzilla or Friendica. I still would be there. <laughs> I don't care. Like you could have switched us to Miski. I don't think it existed at the time though. <laughs> not yet. Everyone's switching to Miski, but you know what? I'm fine not being there because like it's it's a bloated mess. Um, but <laughs> some people like it a lot, and I think the the diverse selection of instances is really good. Like a lot of people will like because um, I'm a social butterfly that's really friendly to anyone who's not a dick to me. So I have like a diverse range of people following mutually with me, right? People that hate each other's guts for sure, right? Um, since I I um, I'm just a social butterfly, I guess I I just. I just want to, like, reply to the good posts, right? Like, if someone, like, replies to me with cringe, right? Like, um, I just don't reply. Like, I, I'll read it, but I'll be like, eh, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get so many cringy more. replies uh, just because uh, my reach is so far. But it's like, I don't care. I'll just ignore it. But uh, the, my point is, is that um, I think the, the diversity of the server softwares is really good. And I would actually welcome a couple more to, to be a thing. Like, uh, a lot of people yeah. are moving from Pluralma to Miski. And there's some people out there, because, like, I was just saying, like, I see I see a lot, because I follow so many people. There's yeah, some people especially, who are a like, couple, especially a couple weeks ago. Yeah, especially in the last couple weeks, there's been people that are, like, you know, laughing, like, ha-ha, Pluralma is crumbling, guys. We did it. And it's like, this is a good thing. What the fuck are you smoking? Like, uh, more servers, good. Like, let them spread. Like, that just makes the network more indestructible. Yeah. Like, this is a good thing. Like, use the software that's best for your community. Oh, you don't have a community? That's why you keep switching. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like Misky, like, I, I, don't, I don't like Misky that much, but it's a viable piece of software. And and like you said, there's people that prefer it, and that's awesome. Yeah. And, and the more, I, I agree with you. We need, like, about three more really popular pieces of Fediverse software to uh-huh. keep the network diverse. We need a diverse network. A diverse and inclusive network. We uh, we need more people to install Honk. That's what we need. Uh. <laughs> well, the the person that actually got this miskey recent craze started going. Uh, she had a Honk for a while, <laughs> and it was a nightmare, right? Like you have a Honk server, don't you, for the Tipbot? Yeah, the Tipbot uses it, but uh, it's it's I I I can't imagine using it full time. It's it's cool. It's an awesome piece of software, but I can't imagine using it full time. I uh, reasonable definitely agree i i can't imagine using it and i can't imagine making a bot for it i'm kind of surprised you made it happen did you have to contribute code to like make it work <laughs> i had to i had to uh hack all over it and i actually hacked favorites into a uh, honk because that was one of the selling points was honk does not have favorites yeah. so i put them back maybe <laughs> 
Like that I was put them back so that I could respond to all, so I could respond to to favorites for the for the. Uh, all the changes were for yeah. Random Encounter. You remember Random Encounter? I loved Random oh, Encounter. I want Random Encounter back. It'll come back sometime. The reason why I took it down was because, well, first of all, I should explain what it was. I'll give a tiny little explanation for what it was. So it was a uh, it was a bot on the Fediverse, and it would post monsters periodically, like pictures of monsters, and then you had to react. You had to emoji react or favorite the post, and the right emoji reaction uh, or favorite would kill or capture the monster mm-hmm. and then everybody who did the correct response would get 10 grams tipped mm-hmm. it was the so, uh it was the make it rain where it replied to all the correct answer people right yeah. yep exactly and it, it posted them all there and so uh, uh it was really cool and people loved it and the problem was was that it was really easy to it was really easy to game yeah. so uh, people actually made mrfs that would just detect the, the the random encounter message coming in an MRF is a uh, uh, a filter, like a like a plugin for Pluroma. It, it's they automated, uh, automated moderation. Yeah, yeah. It would it would just play the game automatically. And I have ways around that. I just don't have time to do it. I'm busy yeah. with everything else. But uh, but yeah. It amazes uh, me how quickly people on the Fediverse will jump on that. Mm-hmm. What's that? I said it amazes me every or how quickly people on the Fediverse will jump to do that. Like uh, how many people tried to gain the the uh, tip bot immediately. That's why the tip bot shut down because somebody yeah. came and I didn't have time to deal with it. Mm. I know it's so sad, um, but that was a cool use of honk. Like I remember that you made a, a couple of uh, random encounters out of people that, that you yeah. knew. Like my wife had one. I had well, I, you had one that was a cackle demon. Sure, but like, uh, yeah, that's that's obviously you. I don't remember if I got one specifically, but that's okay. Like that is fine. Um, but that was that was the shit. I, I love that. It was good. It was so much fun. I miss it. Like all the different characters and stuff, and I got to use my own unique humor for each of the characters. Mm-hmm. The humor it reminded me a lot of Kingdom of Loathing. You ever play that? Uh, no, I, uh, uh, my friend uh, Dad. No, you said the fuck up, Dad. He always plays it. He used to always play it. I could tell because <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> the humor. Like, uh, have you ever played that game, Trio? I have not. Kingdom of Loathing. It was funny because, like, so I'm young, right? Like, oh, I'm about to turn 30. I'm so young. Uh, when I was in high school, we had like, like Windows 2000 in like a couple of classrooms, like, not a mm-hmm. big deal. Or Windows XP. Eventually, I think they upgraded to XP after I graduated. But whatever. Um, point is, is that there was a class where it was a bullshit class, and the teacher didn't care, and he just let us do whatever we wanted because um, he was just kind of burnt out, I guess. Um, cool guy, I guess. Uh, and we would go on these computers and I got the whole class to play Kingdom of Loathing. Um, yes, it is. Yes, it is a browser game. Um, Mono asks in the chat, which I don't know if you guys have open. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like stick figures and the humor was like 10 out of 10, like, uh, to, to make a cottage for like to sleep in, to restore your health points at your campsite. Uh, you needed to get cottage cheese and anti-cheese infused them together with alchemy like oh. uh and um the humor was just all over the place and it was just wild like i was uh my class was a uh, disco bandit and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> there was like there was a uh, disco bandit turtle tamer seal clubber um seal clubber pasta mancer sorcerer Ooh. like with a saucepan sorcerer that's just that's just <laughs> those are just two different types of italians i know and a lot of the combat was just puns and like really funny dry humor. Um, 
which it's reminded all, uh, me stick figures too. yes it was all stick figures including all the monsters and random encounters and if you liked the the text in the random encounter it was just like that it was just <laughs> like that and uh that game still exists um I, I haven't played it in forever but there are people that still play it on the regular and that fucking shocks me I guess the the guys that made that game eventually made enough money. Don't know how they made money off that game because it was totally free. There, I don't even yeah. remember there being microtransactions in it. This was like two thousand something, like five. I mean, I mean, people <laughs> people still play Space Station Thirteen, and that's uh, fucking like two thousand three. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, but I, I bring up Random Encounter, right? Because um, because Moon, I think I think we should talk about the thing, the the, the thing. Oh, the thing. The reason we the didn't. Thing. The reason we didn't record this on Friday. Uh, you launched a new website. Tell me about it. Okay, so we launched a new website, and it's called Token Gallery. Token Gallery. That's an actual URL. Um, what it is is you may have heard about these fancy things called NFTs, non fungible tokens, uh-huh. where you can, uh, where if you're an artist, you can sell a JPEG, and a uh, another person can buy that JPEG using cryptocurrency. And then they have a certified record that they bought that 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 picture. And as you can see, there's some interesting stuff on there that you can buy. Um, some of it's good, and some of it's kind of uh, uh, what do you call it? Garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All of the art is valuable, and we appreciate all uploaders who minted their NFTs. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you what. Sometimes I don't think something isn't that is that great, and people buy it anyway, and that's awesome. Because I got a cut. It's your website. I see them all as ugly little babies. I know. You know. I'm sharing my screen right now. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, yeah. I, I'm currently so, uh, scrolling through the the newest. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So that guy's Tuna Chum. He the, the, the two down there. He's uh, he's one of the first artists for Ubik that I found, and he's been doing Ubik art for years and years. And uh, I wanted him to be one of the first people on the site, but he's been busy doing his own. He's been doing busy with personal stuff. I'm going to buy this. I like this a lot. (laughs) Oh, there's different prices for different owners. Oh, they're all him. Wait, some of these are not for sale. That's weird, but whatever. I'm buying it. I don't fucking care. (laughs) So one of the differences is between uh, one of the differences between our NFT site and other NFT sites is, is that, okay, so you know how they're called NFTs non non-fungible tokens mm-hmm. that's supposed to mean that every individual item is unique but for a lot of them they have like 20 or 30 of the same item and they're not, fun- not they're not non-fungible they're fungible so they should be called fungible tokens ours are non-fungible tokens which means that every single one of them is freaking unique so you have to make a set of 25 of them they are numbered individually one through 25 and you can keep that number and you can have a record that says, I own number one of 25. I own that print. Mm-hmm. So we are superior to every other NFT site because we are actual genuine non-fungible tokens. Yeah, that reminds me. I have a I have a, a lithograph, which I guess is some sort of fancy print. Uh, but I have a, a lithograph of uh, the key art from uh, Doom 2016, um, like the cover art, that's framed. Nice. It's like one of 500. And uh, it's like hanging framed on my wall. Like, uh, you have one of 500? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's pretty common art that you can, you know, get on your fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, like, if you want it to be your wallpaper or something, you could just go download it. But, like, I have, of the of the print run that they did, like, one of 500, they did a little, like, short little campaign, and I fucking bought it, right? 
and it's, awesome. it's got the little one of 500 in the little corner like with a pen like i i felt really cool having it like i guess it's kind of the same idea like yeah there's there's 500 of these but there's only 500 of these everything else is a duplication or copy right like it's not yep. it's not authentic well it's like when you buy prints when you buy prints at, a, at an actual gallery or something they'll be individually numbered so you can you can you can say I got the first print that came off of the came off of the printer, yeah. And uh, for some reason, people find value in it. I'm I'm putting down my own site. Uh -huh. <laughs> I I turn my camera and show you, but like it's like that frame in the corner there above my doorway. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, it's too dark. I can see the square where it was. Yeah, it's like a big black square right right above the door where the smoke detector yeah. is. Uh, that is the Doom 2016 key art. Um, mm -hmm. go ahead and laugh, Doom 2016. There's no bad Doom game. They're just different. I, Dude, I like I like Doom 2016. I, I do too. Like, the multiplayer was great too. A lot of people think that liking Doom 2016 is an attack on the classic Doom, and that's just bullshit. Like they're all good, all of them. Yeah, there's no bad Doom game. They're just different. But uh, well, there's the that point. there's that game where like maybe somebody made like a like a Doom visual novel dating sim. You could date the monsters. Oh, H Doom. Yeah, you can fuck them too. <laughs> that's that's what I want to do. I'm that, all about. Uh, sexual relations with demons. So, um, so yeah, that was uh, that was token gallery. I stopped my screen share, but I totally bought that NFT because I have some grands. I I've been staking uh, my grams in the in the farm. Like, uh, awesome. I uh, I don't know how much longer that's gonna go for, but like, all my grands went to that. Like, my my presence in the tip bot is actually very small, and because I I had like thirteen, I think in total. I moved mm. them to a wallet with with your advice, Moon. I, that's why I asked you for all those instructions, and. Uh, I, I staked, well, I, I cut them in half for, I, as I needed the Ub Ubik equivalent at the time. And then, so I did that, and then I staked them all. Because <laughs> um, I wanted more. And uh, I think I've gotten about three 10 grands out of the whole thing all these months later. Um, awesome. In total, which is pretty cool. Um, that's why I have, I have two in the Discord tip bot, and I have like m maybe one in the Fetty tip bot. But like, I'm still holding on to like 10. <laughs> in my wallet which is so let me tell you what the scheme is i can tell you what the deal with the staking is yeah, yeah. and this is, this is a secret that i'll tell just for you guys and everyone listening to your podcast sure sure and not the people so so people people are always asking me what's what's the scam how are you how are you using this to scam people and this is this is what the, what the scam for the, the the staking is is that you take that you take your 10 grams you match it with ubic and you put it inside a shinobi mm -hmm. and when you do that you get those liquidity tokens which represent shares of the uh, the trading volume of the uh, the token, and then you turn around and you deposit those trading tokens inside of the staking, and it gives you more ten grand. And you're kind of like, wow, that's a big complex Rube Goldberg machine. What's the point? And the the point is is that is that it encourages you to create liquidity on Shinobi for the token, which means that when people cash in or out, when they switch from one to the other, mm -hmm. there's less impact on the price when they do that which means it's a more stable currency that doesn't fluctuate that much. So staking actually enhances the stability of the token and makes it makes it better for everyone. It enhances the 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 monetary stability of the token. Absolutely. Um it's like putting cash in a cash register, I guess. Like uh yeah. Yeah, well it's, yeah, uh, it's like like <laughs> if you're a, if you're an exchange business, like if you're exchanging like like foreign currencies, you only have so much inside of the inside of your cash register, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, if you, if somebody cashes out a huge amount, you're kind of screwed. 
Uh, and so what this does is it, 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 then you have to change your price to actually make any profit. So what this does is it makes it so that you don't have to change your price very much to make, you know, to actually make a profit. That's a very simplified version of it. But basically, mm-hmm. the, the more that's there, the more that's in, in, deposited inside of Shinobi, the less it'll fluctuate when somebody cashes out a bunch. Gotcha. And so it keeps it keeps the price stable. And the uh, uh, so that's 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 the scam. The scam where I help everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Money Man Moon at it again. No, oh, uh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so uh, this this is pretty monumental. This this launch of the, of the token dot gallery. That's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, people are using it. I can't believe it. <laughs> A lot of people are. It's 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 pretty great. I even joined the the Ubik uh, Discord. Uh, somebody greeted me. I wasn't expecting uh, someone to do that. I was like, oh man. And, like, the message right before in that general channel in the Ubik Discord was like, hey, welcome, guy before me. And then he's, and then the, the next message is, oh, he already left. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't leave now. I'll let him <laughs> down. And so I stayed. And I was like, I'm just here for the 10 grands, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the 10 grands uh, uh, Discord is really friendly. Uh, I should spend more time there. Yeah. I I love the 10 grands Discord. Oh, my God. Somebody. Got a lot uh, of good chaps there. Somebody posted a link to my 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 stream on the Ten Grands Discord. Actually, I just noticed. Was, I just pulled it me. open. <laughs> oh shit, Sven did too. So, uh, who? Is, what is the Ten Grands team? Like, I know you and Robeck sort of like this is your idea, but like, the Ten Grands team is more than you two, isn't it? Uh, there's also so uh, if if when you look at the people that were involved in the creation of Token Gallery, mm-hmm. there's another guy on there called Wesker, and he has gone by different names at different times. But he's a, good, he, he's a good man. Yes, he was responsible for a lot of the original look of Ten Grands. He was mm-hmm. uh, he's a graphic. He, he does graphic design among other things, and he is the he is the third often silent member of the Ten Grands team. Oh, you know what? I think I remember the website design that he came up with because I remember I was trying to get a hold of you a couple years ago because Shipposter Club was down and I didn't think you knew about it. And I tried to get a hold of you in XMPP, and I couldn't find you. And I was like, well, maybe if I go to talk.xmpb.com or .shipposter.club it'll like give me a list of users or something and then it's the 10 grands website I'm like what the fuck is 10 grands like this was like 2018 like I didn't know what I was looking at I'm like what the fuck is this my misconfigured web server server I thought it was a scam like did, did somebody hack your server and install something on it like, <laughs> what is that the fuck is this this is the website I wanted to go to like <laughs> Because my only experience at the time with XMPP, because I was an XMPP uh, nooblet, like, uh, was uh-huh. Trash Server, which when you go to TrashServer.net, it's like a pretty website that tells you how to use XMPP and make an account on their server, which is massive. I currently still use it. I haven't made my own yet. Uh, maybe I will one day. Uh, I, I talk to my wife with XMPP like every day. Like, conversations, the Android app, that's that's the method. Nice. That's how we talk over text. Like, we don't use Signal because it's scam, and we don't use text messages because it's a honeypot. So, <laughs> and telegram and whatnot like it's all x and pp um though i do like matrix i i don't i don't think it's ready it's bloat it's bloat yeah like i'll I'll use it i like the chat rooms full of people that are active like those are fun it's like a discord server but like rather use x and pp (laughs) there's actually a 10 grand's matrix matrix room i think i'm in it Uh, it's on on, yeah it's on health scala isn't it yep and Hillskull has a reason why I don't run and run his uh, <laughs> Matrix servers because I don't have to because Lane does, and Lane specifically has said it is miserable 
I know. Like, I feel bad for him because, like, uh, there was a there was a couple Fetty centric rooms that I was in, uh, and I I kept spamming them with like images, like the kind that are too big to upload to SPC, like uh, <laughs> WebMs and stuff. And I'm like, a copy of this is going to be on Lane's hard drive, and I'm like, he's going to run out of memory because of me, like. And I felt bad. And then whenever there's a problem and they can only read like half my messages or something's fucking broken. And then it's like, sorry, guys, uh, my the server's messed up. And they're like, oh, can you fix it? I'm like, oh, I'm not the admin. They're like, well, who's your admin? Uh, Lane at lane.com. <laughs> and they're like, he has a server? You're on it? Like, that, that's what it is. <laughs> I never see anybody else from that server in any other room ever. <laughs> he used to have a GNU Social. Yeah, GNU mm-hmm. Social helps Gala server. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? Like, social. Health Scala, like yeah, something like that. He was around from I think like mm-hmm. from 2015 before us, yeah. way before us. I remember I used to follow him on his old account, Lambda Lambda Lambda, and I remember Twidere, the app of choice back then, right? I, uh-huh. can't, I guess uh, the the GNU social like support for Twidere, like it, what people don't realize is, is how spoiled they are with Mastodon, Pleroma, and Miski. Is that uh, on GNU Social, uh, when you use apps that are universal, like Twidere, which is made for Twitter primarily, uh, we used to get notified for uh, everything that our followers like, not our posts. Like, So whenever Lane would log in and like like a bunch of posts, my, my, my notifications was just, you're, you're, you're a person you're following, Lambda, 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 liked so-and-so's post here, and like a hundred times, because like, he liked a hundred different people's posts, and I, I heard about all of them, and got the, the push notifications for all of them. And, uh, it was, I was so crazy. That's what made me switch to the mobile app, like the, the mobile browser website of GNU Social, because it didn't quite do that because it was a little bit smarter. Or at least Twidere was like broken in such a way where that was being sent to me as a notification and it wasn't right. <laughs> I, uh, I don't miss it. I mean, I miss it, but I don't. But I kind of do. I don't know. Um,. Uh, anyway, uh, enough enough about that for now. We'll, we'll talk about more of Ten Grands maybe a little bit later. Trio, I, uh, I, I real, had some, real, real quick, go real ahead. quick though, uh, I just want to ask uh, Moon about um, about curio cards. Yeah, uh, Ooh, can you those. tell me? Uh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because it seems like you guys were pretty pretty uh, prominent people at the beginning, huh? Yeah, so what happened was, so there's this there's this Ethereum project called Curio Cards way back in 2017, mm-hmm. and they were making tr- digital trading cards on the Ethereum network that had a picture associated with them. So they had like, it was like digital art that was connected to it. And uh, they did this project, and I don't remember how I found out about it. I have no clue. All I know is I found out about it, and I thought that this was neat because I was doing something similar on Bitcoin called colored coins where you could make your own tokens on bitcoin kind of similar to ethereum and uh you could on some programs you could put a picture associated with it so i was kind of doing a similar thing but nobody gave a damn but but they, he was doing his project uh, a guy named travis and and some other people were making these 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 curio cards and releasing art new art every week and then selling them and i found it and thought it was really cool and i told robeck about it and kind of got Robeck involved in the uh, in in the the crypto stuff. So what happened is, is he he actually got into the crypto because of me, and now has like eclipsed me in a lot of ways <laughs> in his interest. Uh, but anyway, the, the, so with the, the the curio cards, they eventually quit doing them 
because it just plain was not popular. They would have mm. live streams, like video video reveals, and it would be me, Robeck, and like two other people <laughs> watching the watching the live stream. So they eventually they they did thirty of them and they stopped doing it. Where they had artists, and Robeck actually got to be one of the artists because he was involved in the community. And one of the things that I did was is that that well I, I had started making a gallery, and then Robeck helped graphic do do design for it to make mm. it look nice where you could see all your cards and how many you own and which ones you had. And we actually beat them to making one because they were making one and we built ours first and they liked it so much. They were like, Hey, you should be part of the team. So I got brought onto the curio cards team to help them do websites and some other things. And there's another guy involved with that named Kian and he mm -hmm. made a wallet for them. Now Kian is the fourth person on token gallery. Mm. We got connected through curio card now the interesting one of the interesting things with Curio Card is is that just recently, and this is a, this is uh, this may be an exclusive to your to your podcast. I'm not Ooh. sure. I may have talked about it somewhere else. Mm. But Robert comes to me and he says, "Hey, you got you got to check this out. This this chat room. Get it uh, get into this chat room." So we go into this Discord room, and there's hundreds of people in this Discord room, and they're clamoring for these Curio cards, like they're just talking about them and making posts about them, and then like trading information. Somebody found them from 2017, and, and they found the old contracts, the old computer programs that were running on the Ethereum network, and there were still cards in there. And you could send Ethereum to them, and they'd send you cards back. And so they were buying cards in 2021, even though it was written in 2017 and it got abandoned. And they were getting these cards, and they're like, well, we got to find more cards. we got to get more cards. And the reason why they were interested was because they were like, these are the first NFTs. Oh, now, oh, I get mm -hmm. you. Mm. And and I, I again, like I kind of like I like I said before, I have I have my own opinions on what constitutes an NFT or not. But but it's 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 completely fair to say that this is one of the first art art projects on the Ethereum project, first art related Ethereum project, mm. and it's like a proto. I would call it a proto NFT. So it's, it's right. But the point, the point is all these people, it's early history, early Ethereum history. And these people were just going crazy for them. They just wanted them like, like nuts. And they found out I was, a they found out I was a developer on the team and they're like, Oh, bug me. And so I was like, shoot, I've got to find, I've got, to, I've got, the, I've, got a, I've got my wallet from back then. I think I need to dig out my wallet. So I dug out my wallet. I'm like, Hey, I got curio cards. These people like sell them to me. <laughs> and so I just sold a bunch of the, bunch of the cards. And now so I had four of these cards. I had I, I, I didn't have quite a complete set, but I got hooked back up with the Curio team and uh, did some work for them. One of the things that I did was is I wrote a new Ethereum program, a new Ethereum smart contract that wraps those and it makes them into real NFTs so they can be traded on an NFT trading site. And that's wow. when interest exploded. Yeah. It went crazy. And yeah. I was trading these cards for I was trading these cards for like like between twenty and a hundred dollars. And now, just recently, somebody somebody sold a twenty nine, a number twenty nine card for forty ETH. And ETH right now is like four thousand dollars. Jesus! Whoa, dude! Holy shit! I had four of them, and I, I sold them. I sold I sold them for peanuts compared to that. I sold yeah. one of them for four ETH. So somebody sold them for ten times as much. And so so, uh, I'm not going to tell you how much I sold my my cards for. <laughs> I made a good chunk of money. Yeah. But um, if I would have saved those cards and sold them now, 
they would be worth almost $2 million. If you sold them now, uh, we'd be having this podcast on your private jet on our way to Aruba. Uh... (laughs) We'd be having this podcast on the moon. So that was when I made the post. When I made the post where I said I was making a deal, and I said I had Ship Poster Club paid up for up to 2060 now. (laughs) So, um... We were the best funded Fediverse project. That's amazing. So That's even being plural myself. Same. <laughs> uh, question. So uh, is this like uh, these Curio cards? Are they are they essentially like the NFT version of like first edition Charizard? Like that's what it kind of sounds like to me. Like that. It's kind of kind of is. Yeah, that's gonna be the episode title now for sure. I wrote it down. Already. <laughs> I it was in my head while you were talking. I'm like, this, I need to say it out loud so it's the episode title. It's all the episode but titles they've done over. They've done millions of dollars of uh, through the contract that I wrote to to make the curio cards into actual NFTs. Mm-hmm. They uh, uh, they've done millions and millions of dollars of transactions now. Holy now, when shit. you put one of those contracts on OpenSea, you can make it so that a cu- so OpenSea gets a cut. I think they take like two point five percent of every sale, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, which which is, is fair to them because they're offering the marketplace. You can also put a cut to other people on there. We put a cut to the original artists. Uh, oh, wow. So the original artists are making moolah now, like hand over fist, because of because of these things being traded. We had the option to put a percentage in there for us, for the developers, and we did not do it. We put it. We put the the, the split completely to the artists because they were the ones that that did the did the heavy lifting. We just did the technical lifting. Jesus. Good men. But yeah, I could have been, that was the second time that I could have been a millionaire, but I sold too early. That's so unfortunate <laughs> when you phrase it that way. It's like, oh man, that's tragic. It's too nice. <laughs> My life's good. I can't complain. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the good life, uh, I, I think it's time to ask Trio some questions. <laughs> oh, my Trio. We'll come back to you, Moon. Don't worry. Uh, so, so. Oh, I, I spent lots of time, so go ahead. We got plenty of time. So, so Trio, I need to hear the, the Trio Doug Ship Poster Club origin story. How exactly did you meet Robex? You said he brought you to SPC, but like, how did you meet him? How did you find SPC? Um, where, did this, where did this journey begin? So uh, I met Robeck on Twitter long, long time ago. I'm pretty sure back when I was still trying to... Uh, I was still trying to do video game journalism stuff. This was like before like niche gamer came and really like broke through mm-hmm. the mold of, of video game journalism. That's not just fucking Kotaku and all those other sh- shitty sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, he was, <laughs> he was there when I got, uh, suspended, uh, for making fun of Will Wheaton on Twitter. <laughs> a traditional and, pastime. And uh, I remember specifically that he, uh, when I got suspended and made a new account, he was one of the only people that like retweeted all my shit and was like, yo, this guy posts good shit and he just got banned. Like here, here is his account if you want to find him again. And uh, then we just started talking. I think he he was doing a different project, which I forget what it was called, but it was like a, I think it was like Moed dot something. Uh, and it was just like a, a network of, of people all with their own, like kind of creative endeavors, like doing their own thing. Uh, and then he asked me if I wanted to write for uh, his 
publication, uh, Robeck World. I remember that website. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's where I met uh, most of my best friends, like on the internet right now. I met I met uh, Y through there. Uh, we all really connected, just kind of collaborating on this one project. And Robeck told me because I was bitching about Twitter on Twitter, and Robeck told me about Shipposter Club, and he told me that I should really sign up for it, and I did, and instantly fell in love with it. This was back in the GNU social days, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't really use it very often because I was still so uh, trapped under Jack Dorsey's wicked spell of uh, this social media heroine that is Twitter. And I just started forming more relationships on Ship Poster Club. Uh, we all started kind of doing our own, like we really started collaborating on a bunch of different things. Like uh, a lot of the people that I've met on Ship Poster Club have like really influenced my life for sure and have changed like how I look at things and how I will live going forward and it's just fucking crazy that i could have that sort of experience because i've never had that sort of experience on the internet yeah like i totally get it like i would love to meet up with everyone one time like i really wish this pandemic never happened because you know we, we could have like got a drink at the bar like at some point oh, fuck yeah we live so close together but i've never met you uh, <laughs> I remember that one time you were, uh, I think we were on Discord together, uh, and uh, I had just, like, got on the, the, the transit to get home, and, like, there was, like, a shooting downtown, and you were, like, right there. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah, I, I remember I was, that. I was right there. I was like, hey, are you in town right now? Did you see that? <laughs> and you were, like, giving me pictures of, like, the scene of the crime where, like, like, like uh-huh. two drug addicts were, like, shooting at each other across the street. Like, Yeah, you know, just Seattle shit. Yeah. It was on uh, Third and Pike, uh, if, if mm-hmm. or Third and Pine. If you know, you know. The <laughs> dreaded, the dreaded place. That's so great, but yeah, um, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of my origin story for okay. Ship Poster Club. I mean, yeah, I've I've been there for quite a bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, you've been there longer than I have. Um, and another thing I, I got to say about the selection of servers, like obviously the uh, number of servers has thankfully expanded on Fetty in the good way. Um, oh yeah. And when I joined, like one of my uh, criteria for um, one of my criteria for the uh, the instance I wanted to join because I did shop around for a little bit, right? Uh, but I that, that's why I ended up on a Mastodon server because I didn't know there was a difference, or uh, right? Uh, I mm-hmm. wanted something that was general enough that I didn't have to like curtail my posts to be about a certain subject, right? I didn't want to just join a gaming server or, uh, or a political. So I definitely didn't want a political server because I wasn't. Gonna, yeah. I wasn't ever going to post about politics because that's like a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I wanted something generic, so I ended up first with uh, Mastodon.network. That was as generic as dot social was locked, and they, he should have kept it that way. But whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, and then that that server died, and then I went to Mastodon dot. It's still alive to dot X Y Z, uh, and oh, yeah. what a shithole that was. Uh, it blocked a bunch of people I didn't know were blocked, and my my threads got broken, and so I was like, I need to leave. And then it's like, well, what better place than Shitposter Club? Like half of my my posts are memes and shit posts. Yeah, it just made sense. And then like a, about like a year or a year and a half later, like 
my wife's looking at me like, well, you spend so much time on that website. Like, what's going on over there? And I'm like, you should join it. And then she did. And now she's there, too. And it's just great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, uh, Pusher Club is the is the only Fediverse instance that I've ever been a part of. Uh-huh. And I don't see like any reason to ever go to another one like it it completely fulfill my needs i trust everybody that works on it mm-hmm. and i just love everybody there it's a great community it's got a perfect amount of uh it's got a perfect amount of supportive people along with uh hostile people that have very strong opinions that will shit down your throat it's it's like a nice it's a it's it's a it's a good healthy experience if you can play on the playground but you know every now and then a bully's going to come and push you over and say that mm-hmm. what you like sucks Naturally, uh, <laughs> but that's part I of the charm. Say, hmm? I, I just want to say, Trio, that it was just really, was, it was really moving to hear what you said, and I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> thank you, man. No, th- I mean, thank you for everything, because yeah, like a, a, both you and Robeck have, have been have been huge parts of of like where I've gone on mm-hmm. the internet, and there's, uh, there's where a, I've gone as a person. There's there's a portion of people I I I I legitimately love like like everybody on my server everybody there is a, is, a, is a great person there's some people that that have been really standout people that have contributed a lot and and what what one of my other friends called was like doers like people that make stuff mm-hmm. and they they make things to help make this make the server better and you are one of those people and i am grateful <laughs> for that thank you man thank you I'm, I'm glad i'm glad for you to say that what an honor like, I feel like we don't thank you enough sometimes, Boom, but I know you're not asking for praise. And, like, I want it to be genuine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I'm glad you're able to, to come here today. Somebody in the chat says Murder Donalds. Uh, that was Crack Donalds, I remember. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Side tangent. That was about the, the, the corner of Third and Pine. Uh, but, <laughs> but back to on subject. So, so Trio, um, one thing I noticed uh, when I was joining the Fediverse is that uh, there's a couple of instances that say they're dedicated to gaming but they're really not like uh oh, yeah. there's one server that um can see us that doesn't block us and they all they do is post edgy memes and and um not video games but if you if you post about video games they will reply and then yeah. there's another server out there there's a couple servers out there that are dying that are on mastodon of course and they uh they don't talk about video games they can just complain about gamers so it's like <laughs> it feels like a subject that isn't talked about nearly as much as it should. Like Yeah. No, yeah, that that it it's very surprising to me how unrepresented the gamer race is on the Fediverse. <laughs> uh it's it's every time every time I go on the headache of uh the uh, entire known network, uh I I rarely ever see fucking gamers it's all like political bullshit and like nerd crypto bullshit that's cool and all but like there's so few fucking gamers and absolutely it it breaks my heart it's like um you know like i i play games on pc all the time like uh you know i I showed you earlier but like if i turn my camera you can see i got the i got the rain i got the unicorn vomit you know, going mm. on, I got the, I got, it's just a 1070. It's not that fucking special. <laughs> it's a, it, whatever. Like I got the, I got the, the GMMK, like uh, mechanical, if I, Gatreon yellow, right? Fucking sweet. Love it. Right. Um, but like, I got two kids, like 
my my time is like super valuable <laughs> i don't yeah. have a whole lot of time i used to be like a, a warframe addict uh, me and my wife would play it like for way more hours than we should uh i still play planet side 2 on the regular but like um mono has a good point in the chat there's more fucking game devs than there are fucking gamers yeah for real they might just although, be although this this year we've seen a resurgence a a, a good honorable mention to both Tecker and All Bones Jones. Oh my god, yeah. For joining joining the shit poster nation and representing us on Twitch. Yeah, like we should get them on the show sometime. That'd be fucking dope. I like both those guys. Um and I'm glad they're both on our fucking server. That's so dope. Like um Yeah, that's why I I, I recently switched uh, exclusively to uh uh streaming stuff on uh the serious posters uh thing that moon's got set up for us but uh i've i've been tempted to go back to twitch just because fucking tecker and all bones jones are having a great fucking time on there and Mm -hmm. it's proved to me that you can like have a good time on twitch without like having to worry about uh, the overlooming omniscient presence of Jeff Bezos ready to <laughs> fucking murder you at any second. I know. Like, and uh, my buddy Vic's not here. He's he's the one guy that is consistent with all my episodes. The other guy doesn't always show up. But like, so victim streams. Uh, I think. You oh, yeah. Vic, Vic's got good streams, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, he won't play the algorithm. He won't. He won't chase trends. He'll, he only does what he wants yeah. to do. And that's part of the charm of his stream. Mm-hmm. And like, um. His metrics, uh, while small, because he's a small streamer, are trending in the right direction, right? Like, he is actually growing. I've seen the graphs, right? Um, He's in the middle of a Tales of marathon, all the Tales of RPGs. He's playing them in order, which is fucking insane. He's like, he's like 70 days into it. I don't know how he's going to be there for the rest of the fucking year. Yeah, see, that's that's why. uh, Really, the one thing that I love about Twitch is that you can go about it two ways. You can, you can play the fucking algorithm well i mean the twitch algorithm it's so much different than than youtube's Uh thing because it's all just based on how many viewers are watching a certain thing at a certain time right and it's all about like what's on the fucking front page if you've got a lot of viewers and that's why hot tub streams got so big because Uh the obviously someone goes to twitch.com they see big ass titties on the front page they're gonna fucking click that absolutely now, I think at some point, like, there are people coming back just for the, the, the tits and the hot tub. Like, yeah. how many viewers do you think are actually stolen by those hot tub streamers? Is it, like, a big percentage, or do you think they just uh, have their own shit? No, see, th- that's the thing is is that that brings me to what another thing that I love about Twitch is that uh, as long as you're consistent and you just do what you like, there will be fucking people that just search that are just obsessed with a game and will search that game constantly, even if it has no streamers. And the second that they see you on there, they're going to see you. They're going to watch for a couple minutes and they're going to subscribe and follow Mm -hmm. because you're doing something. You're, you're fulfilling that niche that no one else does. And I feel like the hot tub streamers are just coomers. Like that's it. (laughs) Like it's, it's just coomers that know that they can find this coomer shit on Twitch. So that's what they go to. So those dudes, there's no chance that they would ever watch video games ever. Right. So it's kind of just like a completely segregated portion of Twitch. I don't really think it's stealing viewers because those people would have never 
watched your video game stream they would have just been on chatterbait or something right well they can't they can't get advertisers can they like i heard that uh, was part of the reason why they separated it out because because they they was it was like bothering advertisers yeah yeah ad- advertisers are are really starting to like drop off of that category and you can definitely see it like if you if you go on the hot tub streams the only like ads that you get are for like shady gamer like car insurance <laughs> Gamer car insurance for your, yeah, your no, gamer. That, that's not that's not even a joke. That is a company that's that advertises with Twitch. It's some like gamer life insurance or some bullshit. Like it's <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. But yeah, like like you don't get fucking like Uber Eats and like regular ass ads on hot tub streamers. You just get the really weird shady ads. But they make up for it because they've they have a bunch of subscribers that right. pay like ten that pay like ten bucks a month. And you just know, to see some titty. I have a hot take. I, I think the reason why they keep doing this on Twitch and why they keep pushing those boundaries is because, like, young kids and unfaithful adults or lonely yeah. men, like, uh-huh. they'll swipe the credit card on Twitch.com. That doesn't surprise anybody. But, like, Chatterbait? Like, OnlyFans? Like, yeah. you know, somebody who's responsible for you is going to go look at your bank statement and be like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, what the what, fuck? Yeah, but, what is but that? if it's on Twitch... Nobody suspects a thing. Nobody bats an yeah. eye. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And, and also, uh, uh, Mono says in the chat, how do hot tub streamers keep viewer retention when it takes like five minutes max to ejaculate? Uh, it's called edgers, Mono. Yeah. Uh, it's called edging. People love doing that. Yeah. Otherwise, it takes like two minutes, right? Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Twitch aside, so... What have you been streaming lately? So you've been streaming exclusively to Serious Poster. I, I also have been set up. I've only streamed once, but it was awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, how's that I, going? I, I haven't streamed in a while because uh, uh, I have I have a, a job, and unfortunately it is it is a uh, sort of a, a blue-collar job. So mm-hmm. I work a lot. I am very underpaid, and I do a lot of overtime. So uh, the past couple months have been crazy because there's been a bunch of new shit at my job. But uh, I usually, I, I, I've been trying to get through Shimigami Tensei 1. Uh, as you know, I am, uh, I am a big Shimigami Tensei fan, and I'm trying to play through the entire series. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I expect to be streaming that for quite a bit going forward. But uh, I consider myself a variety streamer. Uh, I basically just... I stream the niche games that i like playing all the time because i realized one day like hey i really like playing games and just talking to myself while playing these games Uh so maybe i should broadcast that and see if anybody else gives a shit and uh, some people do some people did for some reason and i there were a a good few parts because like i said earlier twitch is just all about being consistent like if if you up if you stream every day you will get a following like there's not like it's it's as easy as that. It takes a long mm-hmm. time, but you will get a following. So yeah, I got a lot of people that just, or a good amount of people that just watched whatever the fuck I played. I don't know why they liked it, but uh, they, they like they like to see you suffer with uh, those old SMT games. <laughs> yeah, and they probably just like watching or listening to me get drunk as shit, and <laughs> eventually just start ranting about why video games aren't as good as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Victim tells me is, he, so so Victim, he's not here, so I have to speak for him. He has this thing he likes to call the RPG curse, where when he was young, he used to play a bunch of JRPGs because he fucking loved them, because who fucking doesn't, right? Um, yeah. 
he could never finish them. Like something would happen in his life, like memory card corrupted. Somebody's, uh, you know, friend of the dad borrows the game, right, out of his hands. Uh, you know, other bullshit, right? Always gets in the way, like acts of God, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, streaming all these old games that he's maybe played or not played or partially played through, like committing to his viewers and getting through it on stream is part of the re- part of what helped him break that curse. Yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely, real. absolutely valid. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have some strong opinions about games, and now I want to know how your taste is. So I got a couple questions for you. Okay. So. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna take the four chain inspiration. We're gonna divide this into three categories: childhood, Ooh. adolescence, and now. Right. So, okay. childhood uh, favorite game. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. I'd have to say. Um, Reason I was, uh, I I was a very I, I grew up a very poor child, and uh, whenever we got whenever we got and and I had two brothers, uh, two mm. older brothers. So whenever my dad uh, scraped up enough pennies to get us a new video game console, uh, I did not ever touch it uh, because my older brothers were playing it. So I would get tossed the old rotting cigarette (laughs) smoke filled (laughs) console that was before it. And one of the ones that I got was PlayStation. And one of the only two fucking games that we had was Crash Bandicoot 2 and Final Fantasy 7. Pickings were kind of slim, I see. (laughs) <laughs> they 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 were before before that uh I had a Sega Genesis and a an Atari 2600. Wow. Uh and <laughs> yeah, that was back in like the early 2000s and no no kid at school knew what the fuck I was talking about whenever I talked about video games. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, I'd say childhood game uh I'd say a I'd say probably a tie between Final Fantasy VII and Mega Man Legends. Now that I'm, okay. I'm thinking about it, I, I'm a big fan of Mega Man Legends. I really like the second one too. Great, great game. Yeah, both yeah. of them great games. My biggest regret is so I, I was dirt poor when I was growing up, right? And mm. um, I, one way I was able to convince my mom to give me like the Final Fantasy games, specifically seven VII and eight. I didn't play nine. Uh, was they were more than one disc, and uh, like she knew that as soon as I beat whatever game I had, I was going to ask for another one until mm-hmm. she caved in, uh, which. Usually wasn't right away, but with, to my annoyance, but whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. And eventually, like I had a, enough of a collection where it turned into okay, we'll buy you a game when you're done with this one, and then it became oh, need to turn in some of your old ones, right? Wow. So I traded Mega Man Legends one and a couple of like crappy games that don't matter for Mega Man Legends two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's I, a good. That's a trade up. It, it is, but I wanted to go back. Uh, yeah. I wish I could have gone back to Mega Man Legends 1, and I wish I had the cases, because I had binders mm. full of discs. Yeah. The cases were thrown out, and it, I I didn't know any better. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange time back in those days. We were like, the case? Fuck this shit. And you just threw like, it in the trash. It's like it's a stepping hazard. I could step on it and crack the disc yeah. inside. Like, let's get and you, and then you, you filled it with your a big fucking giant binder of random dvds and games that were unorganized <laughs> yeah so you know i, I i'm with you there you know magnum legends 2 final fantasy i like that too i liked eight better but i played both when i was young not just one yeah so, i mean i have that luxury mm-hmm. i just liked eight better uh, but, yeah but I, I like legend of dragoon more than in both but i mean yeah. yeah that's 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 the that's the objective choice to go with for sure. Legend of Dragoon is pretty fucking great. It's pretty good. I'm trying to get Victim to play it. He hasn't played it. 
Uh, anyway, adolescence. Like, let's you know, you're not out of high school yet, but you're not quite an adult. What, what was your favorite um, game? I'm I'm gonna have to go with the fucking classic Halo Three. Uh, I'm I'm 26, so when Halo Three was, or when Halo Three was big, uh, it was like like middle school, like like around that time, and like transitioning. I mean, it, it stayed for a long time, so I was still playing Halo Three when I was in fucking high school. Uh, but I would say that that is definitely my adolescence game. It is also my uh, first game that I ever played online. Uh, because okay. again, I again, I grew up poor, and my oldest brother finally got the money to get Xbox Live Gold membership. We played Halo Three, and it was just amazing. There are I don't have any better gaming memories than fucking up at night, uh, up at like three a.m. playing random custom games with just fucking random people that I met. Just random ass people that I played a game with and we liked each other and we just joined up and just started fucking playing Halo 3 all the time. It was it was a great community. It was an amazing like creative experience with Forge and with all the custom games and stuff like that. There really isn't I don't think there is an online game experience that has ever come close to the Halo that glory days of Halo 3. Yeah, I really missed the bus on Halo 3. Not because I was like a fanboy or anything of Sony. I just didn't have an Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. I simply didn't have one. I played the shit out of Halo 1 and 2. Do you have a, do you have a PS3? I did. Yeah. Ah, see. But yeah. like, see? I bought it with my own money after getting a job at 15. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that makes sense. Yeah, I remember uh, I started with the 360, and then a friend convinced me to get a PS3 after my 360 red ringed and I felt absolutely fucking cheated mm-hmm. by everything. Like I remember I remember the biggest upset that I had was I got the PS3, came home, plugged that shit in, turned my TV on, grabbed my Mountain Dew and my Doritos and I call up my boy and I'm like, "Yo, we about to play this fucking Killzone 2 game. I don't know what the fuck this shit is, mm-hmm. but we going to play it." Let's start like a party chat, and he was like, "What? A what? What are you, <laughs> what, are you what are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Party chat, you know, so we can like talk while we play games." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, PS3 doesn't do that." That's so sad. Like, then, then what the fuck? I I, I wasted I wasted money on this. I never played games with friends after I got a PS3 because fucking everybody had an Xbox. So I'd like to point out. I think the the odyssey.com died uh i had the stream on another browser and it like went down but obs still has the green light and the the ticker's still going up so i think it's still going uh huh and so i think the vod's gonna be fine uh but the stream is not available (laughs) weird uh so and but you know what we had like um i was looking at the web at the thing and we had like 16 viewers so like if this becomes extra exclusive so be it I'll just talk. About, <laughs> I'll just talk about how great it was on upload yeah. day, because I was gonna release the vod on the regular day, like a week from now. Mm. <laughs> and then if you're live, if you were here live, you were here live. You know that's the perk of coming live. Um, oh yeah. So if they saw it, they saw it. I'm gonna keep going. Um, cool. 
That's okay. Um, I'm going to keep refreshing in the hopes that it comes back. But uh, since I've already paused our train of thought, let me quickly go to... Oh, it's 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 back for me. It's back for you? Yeah, it's back. It says live. Uh, it's not back for me. Do you see the video? Yeah, I see the video. I hear you talking. Oh, shit. How, how far behind is it? Uh, you just said I'm going to keep refreshing. Oh. Oh, my God. Thank God. Yeah, there you go. It's back. It's back. It's back, baby. We're back. Uh, okay. It works for you, but not for me. Very weird. Maybe they should uh, clear their cookies or something. I don't know. That's fucking yeah. strange. That's weird. It's like, I want to see it work, like, because I want to read the chat. <laughs> yeah. But, like... I, I don't know what to do about this. Maybe if I duplicate the tab into a new... No, that doesn't fucking help. What the fuck? <laughs> That's so That's weird. weird. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, if you yeah, say I'll, it's I'll... working and I... Oh, and someone just replied to me saying they see it's working. Okay. Cool. So we're going to keep going. The light is still green. OBS is, the, is in charge of telling me if it's really working or not because I'm Perfect. really after the VOD. And that's one of the things I like about Odyssey, right? Um, so, yes... I have set up myself on Serious Poster. I streamed some Clone Hero, like uh, played some some really difficult fucking Clone Hero. It was fucking mm. awesome. Like three people showed up. It was cool. <laughs> um, there's no vods on. That's fine. Like I don't want vods. Like I, I make the show on Odyssey because people can tip me with LBC or dollars. Like like super chats. Like they made it. It's work. It works. Yeah. I can I can take tips on this website. On Serious Poster, I'd rather play the games there. Like the fun things. I still have a day job. I'm not quitting my day job. I'm not gonna be a streamer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah i have the glowy lights it, it feels like a larp sometimes but like i do it for fun right like this whole show was for fun i have no sponsor mm -hmm. i don't want one uh, so then they control what i say and fuck that right yeah i i prefer on serious poster to do like uh more like hangout streams like there's the whole like just chatting category on twitch but i don't really like going on there mostly because most of the people that I want to chat with won't use twitch so uh, I usually use Serious Poster for like uh, I do Gundam streams uh, every now and then where we just watch Gundam while I assemble a uh, Gundam model. And it's just a nice comfy time like chat is nice. Everyone's just chilling watching Gundam and I would not be able to do that on Twitch because I would probably be struck down by yeah. uh, Bandai Namco. I get that. Whereas, you know, here on Odyssey.com, I can stare straight at the camera and be like, Free Hong Kong, Tiananmen Square Massacre. <laughs> They're not going to ban me. iTunes yeah, might no, get mad. You're, you're I, iTunes might get mad at the audio that I rip later for this. But yeah, you, you can just bleep that out. But they have to go a whole hour and 18 minutes into the audio to figure out that I said, Tiananmen Square Massacre, Free Hong Kong. Like, <laughs> like they're not going to know. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take them a while to figure it out. They, they ain't going to care. So, <laughs> all right. Adulthood, right now. What's your favorite game? Um, right now, ah, that, see, that's so hard. That's so hard. Um, I would have to say, um, as much as I love Shimigami Tensei, um, ah, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Shimigami Tensei Nocturne. Nocturne. Uh, yes. Uh, the mostly not the remake, the original, right? Yeah, both. I mean, the 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 remasters fine. Like there are a lot of uh, aesthetic changes that I particularly do not enjoy. But 
and obviously localization shit. But uh, the the bare bones of the game and the way that it plays is still there. Uh, and I there are a lot of like you you can just turn off all the new shit so you can just huh. play the game how it used to be. Uh, like I think one of the biggest additions is uh, before when you fuse demons, uh, the skills are random. But now you can choose what skills they inherit, which is nice, pretty nice. But you know sometimes I want that little difficulty where, where i'm just mm. autistically fusing demons for like five hours to get exactly what i want but yeah i would i would say shimigami tensei nocturne and just shimigami tensei as a whole uh just because uh i am a pokemon refugee mm. and so you um, wanted to play the inspiration right y- yes exactly well, mostly because it, I, i've loved pokemon it, if if Pokemon didn't turn into such shit, I would probably would have said uh, Pokemon uh, uh, Silver was probably my favorite game for childhood. Uh, But uh, Pokemon fucking sucks now, and it made me legitimately depressed about video games for a long time. Uh, To give you a big secret, uh, my my username is just Doug Trio flipped around. I, I am a, a big Pokemon fucking nerd, but the games absolutely fucking suck now. So I decided to play a game that is almost the same game, but absolutely in every single way better. And Shimigami Tensei completely fulfilled that and has completely satisfied my monster collecting autism. It's <laughs> pretty funny, actually. Trio? Trio, did you see that there is an argument on the Fediverse re- regarding this about whether or not making games for people that, that don't play a lot of games makes gaming worse for people that do play a lot of games? And Pokemon mm-hmm. was brought up in regards to that. Uh, was- 100%. Yeah. That, that is that Pokemon is the one like like perfect example for why dumbing down your games uh is completely detrimental but also the counterpoint to my argument is that they make a lot of fucking money so (laughs) i don't know maybe it was good for them but on 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 a sense of just the the art of games it pokemon absolutely fucking sucks now because they are so fucking easy that a uh, a lizard could probably play them and Pokemon was never really particularly difficult before, but in like a, the remake of uh, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, uh, they have mini games where you can like pet your Pokemon and like feed them gay ass cupcakes and shit like that. Uh, but if you do that a lot, your Pokemon really loves you. And if they really love you, they will just completely dodge like super effective one shot attacks. That's horseshit. <laughs> and and it's not like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm being rewarded for all of the work that I put into raising my Pokemon. That's awesome. And then it happened again and then again and then again and then again and then again. And then I played through that entire game and I don't think I don't even think I got hit once. Wow. Like going through everything, going through like end game shit, 
I didn't even like get hit once because my fucking Pokemon just thought that I was cool as fuck. And I think that that is it, it just completely ruins the fucking game. It makes it absolutely useless, like like pointless to do anything. Like, why would I why would I want to get my Pokemon to mm-hmm. level to the highest level when they they can just I could just pet them for two minutes and they're just going to win? Yeah, they're just never going to get hit ever. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah it's stupid and and it completely it completely lost me as a diehard like dedicated fan forever it it completely ruined everything that i saw in pokemon and now i'm almost embarrassed to say that i ever liked it because of how shitty it is now that is deeply unfortunate i have a weird pokemon fact now you might find this strange uh but i only ever only ever played um, oh, I'm, I'm a little distracted because the stream works for me now, so I can see chat again. <laughs> uh, but I only ever played uh, Emerald, no, Sapphire, then Emerald. Those are the first two mm-hmm. I played because uh, they were great. And then I played um, Leaf Green, and then I never played another Pokemon game again. And after all this went down, like I feel like I didn't really miss out, but like I played the trading card game competitively for years. Oh, wow. Like, I have a deck box right fucking here. I'll show you on my webcam. Like, Oh, my God. My wife and I drove all the way from, like, Seattle to, like, Southern California for, like, a regional tournament once. Like, Jesus. It was the shit, man. Like, I have this... Uh... I don't know anybody that has ever actually yeah. played Pokemon, I got, the trading know, card game. I got some holographic energy just hanging out. I got a whole deck. This, this is, like, out of rotation now. It was a T-Tar Prime deck. Prime as in, like, during the Heart Gold Soul Silver card set, right? Yeah. There was this, like, border around the image, and they all were close-ups of faces. Mm-hmm. So this was T-Tar Prime. It, it was mechanically no different from a regular Tyranitar, so you only have four in your deck. If you have a different Tyranitar, it yeah. counts towards the four limit, right? At that point, it's just training training card autism stuff. Yeah. Like, like... Like, I didn't collect, stuff. I didn't have the first edition fucking Curio card Charizard, right? Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have none of that. I uh, I started playing Pokemon, like, uh, I think it was my junior year of high school. A friend of mine was like, hey, Dylan, you used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! when we were young. You want to play card games again? I'm like, I don't want to play Magic. No, no thanks. I And then they're like, no, no, Pokemon. I'm like, people play that? Like... I was, like, taken aback. I I went to a tournament. They gave me a meta, a relatively meta deck. And I remember I sat down at this table, right? And I was telling this this obnoxious fat man. uh, I I could smell him from across the table. Uh, And and he, uh, I tell him, hey, man, this is my first tournament. This is my friend's deck. I don't know what all the effects do, but I, I played card games before in my youth. Bear with me. And the guy was like, hey, man, I understand. I'm gonna help you, right? The, the wise fat man was was going to help me. However, his ulterior motive was like, he also rattled off this story about how one time the world champion played against a new player. Uh, I don't remember which world champion this was. Maybe he was making it up. I don't know. And he was like talking about how, um, yeah, the world champion, uh, he once played with this new player and taught him the ropes. And he beat the kid, but it was like a good like lesson. And he was like trying to equate our experience to the story where the champion beat the shit out of this kid. Except <laughs> he's not the world champion, and I beat him. <laughs> he's like, listen, kid, 
I'm gonna beat the shit out of you right now. I know. But it's gonna be a learning experience for you, trust me. Uh, I beat him. My my Toxicroak fucking obliterated all of his cards. It was great. Um, I don't even know what a Toxicroak is. <laughs> I didn't play Platinum. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just a cool frog. It's a cool frog that uh, does a ridiculous amount of poison damage over time oh, yeah. after hitting them for a respectable amount of slapping damage for two energy. It's fucking broken. But yeah, <laughs> like, the Platinum era was broken. There is this concept called Pokemon SP, which was supposed to be like Team Galactic's Pokemon from the show or something. Oh, yeah. And like they were all evolved, like Charizard, Tyranitar, fucking Garchomp. They were basic Pokemon, but they were third, like second stage evolutions, right? You could play them out of your hand. Yeah. They were a little weaker than the traditionally evolved equivalents of the same set. Uh, uh, okay. There was a bunch of cards that said this only works on Pokemon SP, and they got a bunch of fucking advantages, um, which is is just wild to me. Yeah. Um, uh, point being, it's kind of weird. Like, I didn't really get into Pokemon the video game, and I don't think I will. But like, I I love that yeah, you... card game. Yeah, uh, the up uh, heart heart gold and soul silver were probably the last really good ones. Mm -hmm. I think black and white might have came out after that, and those are really good. But yeah, heart gold, heart gold, soul silver were the last good ones, and those were like fucking like twenty eleven, like twenty ten, mm -hmm. something like that. So uh, they've fallen pretty far yeah. <laughs> over the years. But, I, I mean, like I said, the Pokemon company makes <laughs> a shit ton of fucking money. So maybe I'm just a retard. I got my fingers crossed that my, my older son, or both, right? Like, because I got two kids, right? My oldest son is four. Uh, I'm really hoping when he's old enough to, to play card games, like trading card games, and, like, seriously want to play them, even at, like, child level, right? Like, mm -hmm. I will indulge it, and I really hope it's Pokemon. But if he wants to play the fucking Naruto card game, where the fuck's popular with the kids? I don't <laughs> I'll I'll indulge. Like, I'll, I'll allow it. But yeah. if it's not Pokemon, I'd, I'd rather he play Warhammer, honestly. <laughs> like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck card games. <laughs> yeah, honestly, fuck card games. <sighs> anyway, so... I had another like uh, topic on the agenda, but we were already at the golden ratio of an hour and a half. But like, I got time. I work tomorrow, but I got time. You guys got time? Yeah, I got time. Sure. So, uh, what's your take? Uh, we'll start with you, Moon, since uh, Trio's been talking a bit. So, so, um, uh, what are your opinions on um, pseudo anonymity? Like talking like anime avatars, not using your real name on the internet. Like, uh, do you have any like hard and fast beliefs about that practice? I think there should be a, uh, uh, I believe in pseudonymity. Uh, I think that it, I think that it was a mistake to create Facebook and allow people to use their real names on the internet. I, I think that, that, well, so, well, actually, so here's the thing. Um, people are like, people are like, oh, it sucks. They like added, added real names to the internet. It's like, well, before kind of the nineties internet, there was like Usenet and like university Ma mailing groups and things like that so i mean like the first internet used real names but it was like educated people and like people that had a responsibility to like a larger institution so they couldn't be just a fucking asshole uh on the internet and so there was kind of some checks and balances there you know but then the 90s came along and people kind of wanted to be more i guess i don't know be more edgy or whatever or you know young, younger people are getting on the internet and they're using pseudonyms mm -hmm. you know 
I this actually goes back to A's, but still. I remember the struggle of like the early 2000s having to like, you know, haul it to the public library after school so I can go hit on girls on MySpace with a free one hour of time because I didn't own a computer. <laughs> like, I remember. <laughs> I remember. We didn't use our real names then either, but like, I knew who they were. It's like, oh, that girl goes to my school. It, you know, Rar XD emo girl. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if, if somebody wanted if somebody wanted to dox me, they could. My, they're, they're, the, the 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 pseudonymity that I have is is fairly fairly flimsy. I don't try too hard to protect it. Um, I'm grateful that people don't violate it, but it's not that big of a deal. There's people that I know that I work with that know who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's it's like a weak anonymity, you know what I mean? Uh, but I it's 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 more fun. And so for every service that I use. For every service that I use, I almost every service I use a different name, mm. so I have different identities. I have I have a Twitter again that I had to create for uh, for the Curio stuff and for other other Ethereum crypto stuff, and my personality on there is completely different than it is than it is on the Fediverse. Mm. But still, uh, you you're just filtered, I guess. Like yeah, I, I, my my Twitter one I decided I decided because because Twitter is a shithole. Twitter is a shithole, <laughs> yeah. and and. I don't even really want to be there, but I'm there because I need that community now again. And uh, one of the ways that I protect it is is that I just viciously censor it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's the way to go. But uh, my Fediverse is kind of is relatively un, unfiltered, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't want a lot of people on on my Twitter account to know about my Fediverse account because I don't want them to. I have people. I have people like in in uh, private chats and things like that, and they don't even know about my Fediverse stuff. I don't, that reminds I don't me, I'm... like you you didn't say a whole lot about Token Gallery on launch night, but I know it was plagued with horrible problems. I remember I went in Discord and I pinged Roback. I'm like, "Is the site live?" And he's like, "It's kind of broken. We'll fix it tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay," because I was I was every Friday I, I post a bunch of dancing webms, and the last post I was gonna be like, "Oh, by the way, Token Gallery is alive, guys. I got your attention. Why don't you go here?" But like I had to phrase it differently. Like it's got ba- it's got problems. Maybe don't go today. But this is live now. Uh, I wanted to do my part. Uh, I get more attention on Friday than any other day. I appreciate that. And, I appreciate uh, that. I just I remember right after I did that, you made a post about like oh cool cool token site you've got here. It'd be a shame if someone posted a racist meme on it. I go to the website. It's like some like Mongolian guy like meme like. It's fucking hell. It's like God damn it. it. Was Mongolian, Mongolian George Floyd. That's what somebody posted. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah, yeah. The first day we had to delete something. It was a racist meet. I mean, I laughed. I. It was a funny so joke. I. Yeah, but it, it's like it's not I, appropriate for the venue. It's like you just launched this website. You want people to take it seriously. Yeah. Although, although <laughs> after that, after that one mishap, everything else has been great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very impressed. It's very professional. You guys did a really good job on the website. Like, it's fucking sweet. And uh, for those of you, it's so easy uh, to use. For those tuning in live, I'll have you know, um, I am going to release this vod on the normal uploading day, which is next week, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday ish. Uh, we're recording this early because my wedding anniversary is next week. So, <laughs> um, if you missed uh, me buying an NFT on the website, like I actually shared my screen and did it right on the show. So, like, if you actually want to see it. And you don't know what the hell we're talking about because you just tuned in. Like, uh, wait for the VOD next week, and uh, you can just see it. I'll, maybe I'll clip a highlight uh, and put it on the highlights channel. That, it's a lot of work to make highlights, so I don't do it as often as I should. But um, I'll definitely make some of this episode for sure. Gotta uh, game that algorithm. Well, Ooh. Odyssey doesn't really have an algorithm. It's kind of like the Fetty, where everything's like 
chronological. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's just where I park my videos. Like, uh, I like it. Uh, I like everything about it. Um, it's not bit shoot. It's Oof. not, um, it's not fucking rumble. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing, uh, about pseudo anonymity, right? Is like, um, yeah, some people get it. They don't use their real name on the internet, but they still, it feels like they only go on the internet and talk about politics and like, try to like bother people. Like, that's so crazy yeah. to me. Like, well, because <laughs> that's that was that's my problem with Twitter, and that's ultimately the reason why I left it. Uh, is that you're so trained to just look for shit, mm -hmm. and, and that will get you pissed off, and then will in turn make you antagonize that person, and then they act defensively, and then it becomes this big war where at the end you feel like you've won, even though like you just typed bullshit for mm -hmm. like 30 minutes and i eventually found myself in that cycle of just like at some point twitter would just start recommending me tweets of like just dog shit video game opinions mm -hmm. absolutely dog shit opinions and i would get fucking pissed and i'd reply to a thread all day long and then i just realized like oh fuck they fucking got me like this is what yeah. they wanted i used their service yeah <laughs> I used their service and I was pissed off the in entire fucking time. I can just imagine you were like logging into Twitter and the first thing in your feed is like, here, here's Watch Mojo's top 10 reasons why The Last of Us is the best game ever made. And you're just oh. like typing an angry reply like, this is bullshit. Oh, oh, oh dude, when Last of Us 2 <laughs> dropped. Yeah, that was basically, I'm pretty sure that's around the time that I left. I, I bet. Like, for good. We, we, got, yeah, um, we, we got a DC <laughs> May, didn't we? What was that? Did we get a DC May for Last of Us Part 2, Moon? <laughs> yeah, we did. And it wasn't, it wasn't even a real screenshot of the game. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was the, it was the Senator Armstrong edit yeah. of, of Abby with the golf club. So for those who don't know, The Last of Us Part 2, sequel to The Last of Us Part 1, there's this scene where the new female lead character like gets fucked by the guy that's just the director in the game, like Neil Druckmann, the guy that wrote the game. He made himself in the game with a different name and like they fuck and everyone just made a bunch of edits of that scene like every frame was like redone as like like wojax and like different like oh, art this, styles this was a different one that yeah. that, one was, that one was on there too this oh. one was like the one where where <laughs> like she's standing above joel's body with the golf club oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah and, so and they, they just yeah, they just photoshopped her to be absolutely fucking shredded because she is particularly buff and she's photoshopped to look like Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> There's one thing. Yeah, that, yeah uh... I can't believe I can't fucking believe that we got DMCA'd for that shit. It, it was like it that was like Sony so Europe. It wasn't hilarious. even like Sony America. It was Sony Europe. That's excellent. I love that. And... Yeah, and, and they took down the site and they blocked it. And then like I had to tell the I had to tell the people I can't take down the post until you give me access to the site. So. <laughs> so they had to bring back access so that I could delete the post. We're we were blocked in Russia too. We were blocked in Russia. Is that for a different reason? Yeah, that was for uh, because it had like something about like self harm, and what it was was it wasn't even a post on our server. It was a post that was federated from a different server. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. But we were blocked in Russia. Good job at the server. But I uh, one thing I want to point out is that there's a lot of uh, angry gamers out there on Twitter. And I don't know if this message yes. will ever reach them, but there's a better way, right? Like, the Fediverse is way better, for one. Uh, but two, um, there's no real reason to shit on games on the internet because 
the one thing that they're made for, these ugly AAA productions that are just pretentious and shitty, is they make yeah. them for money. But, like, mm-hmm. they can't force you to buy it. Um, yeah. I will say, I don't judge games I don't play. So, I didn't play The Last of Us Part 2, because I did play The Last of Us Part 1, or the original, and it was dog shit. So no, I'm not playing the sequel. They don't. I don't. They don't owe me. I don't owe them my money. Yeah. And I'm not going to go tell you the Last of Us Part Two wasn't a very good game. I'm going to tell you it didn't appeal to me because the first one was dog shit. And why would I play the second one? It, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna. And that's so, true for every game. Like if there's something you don't like for like a political reason, or they did something cringy on social media, or the premise is uh, allergic to you, or you just can't stand it, just don't fucking pl- don't buy it. <laughs> so th- this is this is also why this is also why people shouldn't repost Twitter content on on uh, the Fediverse. Yes, because they're just they're just dragging that shit into the yeah. house. They're accepting cat shit and they're dragging it in the house now. Yes, they yeah. are. And, and it's just like like so because and and I'm going to talk about it now, which is funny because this is exactly what I shouldn't do. Uh-oh. But it was somebody posted a somebody posted like a like a, a Jason Schreier post off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where that was, that was me. <laughs> well, you, no, you, there was like three people who did it, so I didn't, I didn't see yours. I saw somebody else's. Somebody named Craig. I, I, I posted just because uh, uh, he he blocked. Well, he go you go ahead. I'll tell you why he blocked me. But he blocked me because I replied to that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So so it's basically what it was. It, like he showed a picture of some game studio, and it was some game studio that I guess got created recently, and and he was upset because they were all white males. And he's like, can't believe, can't believe that you'd make a game studio like this in 2021 or something like that. And it was like, like, and then it got into a big thing about like, like how, how uh, you couldn't possibly like be creative if you only had white males because you didn't have diversity on your team. Mm, yeah, mm. diversity is the only way that you get creativity. Of we all course. know that. Of course. Yeah. Like, and that's why yeah. that's why Nintendo is so good at games because they're not all Japanese. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they only have Japanese people in Japan, right? Right. Yeah, I got I got blocked by Jason uh, Schreer after that because I replied, uh, uh, "Schreer's just mad that there's no women for him to sexually assault." <laughs> and and instantly like that, I was instantly I was blocked. Blocked, and that's why I can't have a Twitter for my own good. I've been <laughs> like that's that's why to to piggyback off of uh, your. Uh, discussion mm-hmm. of pseudo anonymity. That's why I've kind of given it up because I've fucked with so many people on Twitter that now, like, you can just you could you could dox me so fucking easily at this point <laughs> that I'm just like, ah, hey, you, you know, fuck it. Like, uh, uh, I'm just gonna have my face and not be a coward and just put it up because what the fuck ever. Uh, obviously, like, I mean, I do post photos of myself on the Fediverse, but like my icon is my face photoshopped. Uh, but yeah, like it, it, if if I got fired from my job because I said the N word three years ago, you know, I probably would tell my boss, yeah, you know, that that, that sounds about right. That I deserve that one. <laughs> I, I, I see. I still need to keep that tiny bit of separation because man, I saw a picture of him and I was like, he used to look kind of like a normal person. Now he kind of looks like a big fat orc. Who, Jason Schreier? <laughs> yeah, like I don't yeah. know. He's like, he, like I saw a picture of him. He was like hunched over, and he's got like a weird face, and I don't know. He's getting weird looking. Yeah, he's he's Jason Schreier's gross. 
Yeah, he used to work for Kotaku, and he left the, he It was a sinking ship. He went to Bloomberg, of all places. Remember that guy mm-hmm. that ran all those yeah. YouTube ads? And the only, yeah. the only district that actually voted for him in the primary was Guam. <laughs> Just Guam. And I think, yeah, and they like, like, don't even count. I know. <laughs> I yeah, and, and uh, uh, like non-binding. Shreer recently was uh, uh, came under fire because... Uh, apparently he knew all about the uh, blizzard uh, fucking rapes that were going on mm-hmm. and shit oh, like that. And he was just like, well, um, I was building an exclusive story and I was waiting to release that. And that's why I never brought up the fact that people were getting raped oh. at blizzard. And he's like, kind of ah. known for that. Like he's the guy, oh, yeah. he's the guy that broke the, the naughty dog story about how shitty their working conditions are. And yeah. he was probably right about everything he said about naughty dog. Cause I, they're a shitty company. Of course it's true. Right. So, but, but, it, but for blizzard, he, he sat on the info, right? He sat on the info for a long, if, if, if what people were accusing him of, cause they, they like correlated that he was around the same circles that are being accused. And, uh, if if those accusations from people random people on the internet are true uh it, he was sitting on this story for a long time sounds to me like he for probably a long wrote it. time he probably wrote it and it's all there and then he's probably waiting for these people at blizzard to like wrong him in some way first like as leverage yeah, either that or i, I think <laughs> i think he, he probably attended a, a developer party and was like oh you know this is kind of cool i don't think i want to lose this mhm because that's the problem with anybody that has that sort of like position of perceived power over an industry or something like that. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you want to be a freedom fighter until you get invited to all the cool parties and you get a bunch of free drinks. And then you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to give this up. This is kind of cool. Yeah. And then like the exclusive stories that you, you get when um, you're in the behind the scenes sections is like your brand now. Right. Yeah. And so it's like. Exactly. How often? How many bridges is he going to burn before people stop talking to him? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was a good, it was a good story. Like, like the, a lot of the part of the reason why I hate game journalism is because they would like puff up things that aren't good stories. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. You know, for, like they're tabloid journalists, you know. Yeah. And it's like, like the the Blizzard thing. Like, I heard about these people, and it's like these are despicable people. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like something needs to be done about this, and it's like the one thing it would have been an amazing story, and it would have hit the hit the right people it needed to be hit. And I, I guess it didn't. Just he didn't do it. It didn't yeah. happen. He, he just he needed some more time in the oven. It, it wasn't the story. Breaking news: Insider info from Blizzard reveals, uh, you know, hostile environment. Instead, it was like, oh, X number of women step forward because they've had enough, and no journalist is willing to break the story. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, was, it was even exactly. on brand for him, and he didn't do it. I know. It's games journalists are are scum, man. Like, uh, unless yeah. you're like some indie rag, like like fucking indie gamer, like we were talking about them earlier, right? And yeah. the similar sites that they they don't they do it for money, but they're not like wealthy, right? Yeah, um, but. <laughs> see it's what it fucking pains me because as as a fool that has always dreamt about like making a not shitty video game publication it fucking pains me that all of the indie ones that are out are just so fucking cringy i know like niche gamer especially is just so fucking cringy and it's just controversy after controversy with them too like, yeah they can't exactly yeah and shit it, it 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 like completely reverses like like I, I just want I want to go to a fucking 
site that will give me uh, a reliable news about this childhood or this childish electronic video game toy mm. that doesn't matter, you know? Right. And instead I get a bunch of like salesmen. cringy memes and yeah, salesmen and and like shitty articles that are just ripped off of another person, you know, and it's just too much meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they don't want to tell you about a game because they only talk about the games that they get paid to cover and then mm. they get paid to cover them because they talk about them favorably or in such a way where you still want to buy them. Yeah. And it's like, that's just scummy. Like that, that's the reason why um, a lot of journalists in, in the gaming space, they, they shit on YouTubers a lot. Right? Oh yeah. Cause they're a threat. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, they're doing, they're doing what they do, but uh, they're actually being entertaining and are actually doing their job. And they'll actually show you footage of the game in the long form. Exactly. Yeah. With all of its flaws laid bare for you to judge yeah. for yourself. Unless it's like, well, I mean, they're a fucking publication too, but I was going to say, unless you're like Polygon and you post your 15 minutes of the start of Doom 2016 and you can't even kill the first enemy. What an embarrassment. Like, I remember that. Or or the guy that couldn't get past the tutorial in Cuphead, the, the, mm-hmm. the famous man. It's like, where do they get these people? Like, it's, Yeah, it's, do they play games? What's what I don't think they do. Like, like I get why there should be an easy mode. Like there's some people who just they just want to play an easy and that's fine, but like the people who are reviewing the games for these game journalist mags, they shouldn't be the people that play on easy. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> like, Which I mean I I get it cuz once you become once it becomes a business of like I feel sorry for these people that are game journalists that need to submit something to get like their money to eat because uh, they live in, like, New York because they're retarded or something, you know? Uh, And they just don't give a fuck about the game. They just need to get an article out because they need money because they need to eat. And it's a shitty state that that most journalism is in nowadays. Yeah. And they have to commute to the office, so they want to live in the city, so they have a $5,000 yeah. apartment. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. there's, like, you know, some streaming asshole in a dilapidated house in Tacoma, Washington with gigabit internet speed that, like, is, like, tripling or quadrupling that dude's salary. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like t- tell me if I'm wrong about this, but, like, like even if you got the YouTuber who's getting paid to show off a game – and he's got every reason to make the game look good. It's like he's showing the game, and he's showing what's happening in the game, and mm-hmm. I'm getting information about yeah. the game. I'm not getting, like, some abstracts. I, I don't know. Like, like it, it can be – I, I hate saying it, but but those, those shitty paid-for YouTube reviews can be better than a thoughtful <laughs> – thoughtful review of a game in a, in a lot of ways just mm-hmm. because they show the fucking game. Yeah. yeah, I I would say I would say they're definitely more effective at mm-hmm. at uh like giving the viewer what or giving the the reader slash viewer what they want of of I need to know if this game is fucking good, which yeah. also pains me because I I like doing video content but I also have a draw to writing and I love the kind of quote unquote art of writing a review or an article and making it interesting mm-hmm. but not making it stupid clickbait you yeah. know that's just like 37 different fucking things that makes you gay or something like that <laughs> yeah 
all those pretentious top 10 countdowns, I cannot stand them. But they're so, like, mind-numbing. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will watch them because it's like, yeah. I just need background noise because I'm doing something on my phone, like posting on Shitposter yeah. Club. And so, mm-hmm. okay, so- Gamer Ranks, top seven weapons in a first-person shooter. I'll, I'll let that play in the background while I do this other thing that's more important to me. <laughs> I get it, yeah. so- it's dumb. Go for it. Have you guys heard? Have you heard of a guy named Armand White? He's a he's a movie reviewer. No, tell me more. No. So he's so he's he's a movie reviewer. He's been doing it for years and years and years. And his shtick is is that he's highly educated and he writes reviews that are just fucking infuriating. Like you read them and it's like I've learned nothing about the movie. You've told me about how it's like a metaphor for slavery. And like, and like, no matter what, he'll, he'll be contrarian. He'll like, pick, like he, 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 people get furious because he wrecks Rotten Tomato scores by giving like, <laughs> like everyone will give a movie a good review. They'll be like, Toy Story 3 was incredible. Like no one could hate this movie. And Armin White is like, fuck this movie. Here's my <laughs> review. It's flat, you know? And, and, and reviews, I remember I showed one of them to one of my friends and it just, my friend was like, like, like this misses the entire point of the movie. And I just like, I learned more about what he thinks about like, about like Victorian era than I did about the movie, you know? And, and, and I just feel like, like every, every game journalist is that, but they don't realize they're doing it. Yeah. Or, or, or another uh, comparison would be, you know, have you ever looked up a fucking recipe online and mm-hmm. it's like fucking three pages of you know this beef stew my mom used to make it in in the winter back in fucking 1987 and you know she used to do it this way but i didn't really like it and you know my dad used to do this and it's just like fuck dude like i i'm trying to fucking cook i don't give a shit about your fucking life yeah but, tell a story yeah yeah you gotta tell a story you gotta like weave it in somehow and that's un- it, it's unfortunate because like that's kind of just how shit was done back in the day. Yeah, but, like I now know. it's it's now it's just like we need to see the fucking game. We want we need it now. We need this to get over with. And I completely understand why you would want that because mm-hmm. I mean sometimes I just want to know if a fucking game is good or not. Yeah, that's I, I saw need, a, I, don't, uh, I don't need a whole art story. I, I saw a graphic that someone had done of a uh, of, of a review of Doom inside of a game magazine when when Doom like Doom Two was out, mm-hmm. and w- one of the things it said was like like like. Like you, you spend all your time killing these monsters. What if you could talk to the monsters instead and learn why they're angry? And like, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, like that would be a game. And 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 I, I just I remember thinking at like at the time, like like that was a that was a joke. That was kind of funny. And now I'm like, were they joking? <laughs> like I'm not sure. Like maybe that asshole was serious. Yeah, if that was written today, that would yeah. definitely be serious. Mm. <laughs> be like, maybe we need to listen to them and we need to hear about their side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. If it was written today, you'd get a bunch of people in the comments saying, Hey, there's a mod for that. It's called H Doom. Like, just play that. <laughs> 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 but uh, that's really funny though. Like it reminds me of um uh with with the recipe websites, like it reminds me of how like the YouTube algorithm, right, will actively punish people who do not upload ten minute long videos or longer. Right. Oh yeah. But the people that do are the fucking best, dude. Like the tipsy bartender, he makes like three minute videos of just how to mix a drink, and uh-huh. I could watch like ten of them in in like like a fifteen minute span, and I feel like I've learned more than a single YouTube video because it, yeah. it's just the, what you want. And obviously, he has another website. He doesn't make money on YouTube because his videos are too fucking short. But yeah. like, 
it's a huge difference watching him versus like uh you know some other channel that's like here's the history of the manhattan we'll get to the recipe in a minute folks it's like 45 minutes long yeah and there's like a two minute outro with music playing in the little squares like here's my other videos go click these ha ha yeah see that's why it, it it fucking pains me to make youtube videos uh, because uh, I do every now and then youtube.com slash true Doug if anybody wants to check that out um, and it fucking pains me because I know that if I don't make my video at least 15 minutes there I mean there's already no way that anybody's gonna watch it but there's even less chance that anybody will watch it because mm-hmm. YouTube will punish me for not making it longer than 10 minutes and it fucking it pains me because it's like fuck dude i think about it, i'm like dude i would not watch this for 15 minutes i, I would there's no fucking way I know. that i would sit down and want to fucking watch this but i have to make it like this because if i don't then youtube is just gonna uh fucking twist my balls mm-hmm. that's why i keep making I, the show in the audio only format like both are available because i know there's some people who just won't won't do video yeah it's fine <laughs> I just didn't realize didn't realize they did that and so like i like i watch watching youtube videos like i hate this i just want a fucking video that tells me how to do something so when i find out how to do it, i used to do this i would find out how to do something and then i'd make a video on how to do it and my video would be like 30 seconds long you know That's amazing. and i'm like I'm like this is perfect this is exactly what people want now the clicks will start coming in mm-hmm. you know people will find this and they'll be like this is a good video that tells me exactly how to do it and you don't even show up on the search results no, yeah. Instead, yeah. it's gonna give that. It's gonna give the Indian guy that's just like narrating through a note text file. Yeah, mm. I remember one time I made a uh, a guide of how to configure Compass Fusion for like wobbly windows and all that cool shit right. back in 2011 uh, <laughs> that people did on Linux desktops because I thought it was cool. Uh, and uh, my video wasn't long enough, and nobody saw it. But like, mm. I only showed them what they needed to know and the pitfalls that I ran into that I thought were helpful, uh, and nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so sad. Um, but yeah, Compass Fusion, you know. The way of the future, totally. That was totally cool, because, like, Mac came out with Mac came out with the fancy drop shadows and everything, and the squirty windows where they squirted out from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then Linux copied it in, like, less than a year, and just made it look fucking incredible with, like, spinning yeah. cubes, wobbly windows, I had a thing where, like, whatever you clicked, it'd make, like, a fireball shoot out of the mouse. Hell, yeah. I remember oh, that's that. dope. And I had, like, the, the window close effect where it, like, shattered into, like, a million pieces and faded out. Yeah. And, like, the, the <laughs> minimize so animation, it, like, it folded my window into a paper airplane and shot off screen. Like, <laughs> it was fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway. Take any- that, Mac. So, it's about time for the outro. We've, uh... Gone about two hours now. I really appreciate your guys' time. Is there any like last minute que- like Trio Doug? Do you have any last minute questions for Moon? Is there something we didn't cover that we think we should before we go? Um, hmm. we got time. Um, no pressure. Where do you uh uh? So where do you see Token Gallery going? Uh, I mean, I mean, it, this is a monumental uh release for you guys. Uh, everything's going fucking great. Uh, where what are your what are your expectations and your wishes for we're, uh, this project? We're making. We're making incremental changes, so we're making small changes over the course of a long time. Uh, One of the things we're going to do is we're going to make discoverability better, and we're going to clean up the front page uh, because there's things that I kind of consider spam that that 
uh, I, I don't I don't like, but it turns out I look and people are buying the stuff. I mean, yeah, they love them. Uh, but it's still, I kind of have an idea of what I want it to look like, and it's not quite there yet. So uh, we're going to continue to make improvements, and we're going to continue to try to try to get that that front page and discoverability better. Uh, in, in the long run, you know, you know what's funny is is that it started as a personal project for me, and uh, it was Robeck's idea where he said, you know, this could be a product, hmm. and uh, we made it that into a product. Like a Robeck move. And uh, uh, so, in a lot of ways, I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's exciting. To, it's going to be exciting to find out. Um, and it'll be like it, as long as as long as we don't have any serious problems, I think it'll be like SPC where I'll just keep it alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about uh, the future? Like, do you have any other projects in the pipe related to, to Ten Grands or Ubic? So the, part of the reason why this took so long to come out with, because I started on this on like October of like not, I think it was like October of not even last year, but the year before. Like it oh. took me a while to get something oh, wow. out. Um, uh, I don't know exactly how long it took, but uh, I, I actually paused working on it for a while so I could work on the official ten grand store, which where you could buy physical items using ten grands, which included stickers, poker chips, and uh, the the Poromatan uh, Daki pillow. You know, the documentary, though. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I got to get that thing working, too. It's it's actually almost done. I just, I shouldn't have stopped working on Token Gallery so I could work on that. Hmm. Uh, but I really want to get those pillowcases out because people really wanted those pillowcases. They really wanted those pillowcases. They're probably, like, creeping up space in your living room, right? <laughs> They're just yeah, stacked up, and they're stacked up in my bedroom. I mean, you've got you've got a, a good amount of it done because I mean, people are selling physical items on Token Gallery in a way with the Rock guy. I think that's a good shout out. The guy that's a, his a, his daughter paints rocks and sells them as NFTs, and you oh, can yeah. like, email him to have him send them to you. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. What was his name? I, Do you I, remember? I, um. I'd have to look it up. His his name on Discord is Aaron, I think. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, he's got uh he's got a few like little rocks that his uh daughter painted and they have like one of them is like a the Ethereum like logo and mm-hmm. they've got like a couple of different like crypto coin logos and uh yeah, you can buy them and if you email him the like transaction, he'll just ship it to you. That's awesome. I, I was thinking about doing that with the pillows instead of launching the ten grand store right away. Just doing <laughs> yeah. the pillows as, as re- redeemable NFTs. Yeah, see that that worked. Something like that. I'm I'm furiously scrolling through the page uh, to see if I can find an example and share my screen, but I'm four pages deep and I haven't found it. Yeah, they they the last time that they put something out was like really early. Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh... Yeah, the early mix of the users was so great. Like there was a, such a neat variety of stuff, and now it's like, yeah, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> yeah, They're, I mean, there's, it's, there's it's valued customers. Yeah, exactly. And then I oh, I will share my screen for this. Let me click on uh, the buttons here. Token gallery. Look at this. This makes me so sad because like this art right here, this like green dude, uh, absolutely beautiful. Not for sale, but like. I'm I'm just scrolling past trying to get to the rock and it's like oh man that's fucking sick not for sale okay. I know there's a button I know there's a checkbox oh 
But uh, fucking uh, Mono, the homie, came through uh, Dylon. Here is a link to the uh, Crypto Rock. Thank you, Mono. One one of the Crypto Rocks. I actually tabbed over to the chat and I saw exactly what you were talking about. I saw his link. Oh, it's a little oh, Bitcoin nice. rock. It's from uh, Crypt uh, <laughs> Sorry for doxing your Discord name. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his Gmail's right there, so I guess it's not that much of a secret, right? <laughs> um, that so a little rock like Bitcoin. You know, that reminds me. I remember I lived in a neighborhood before I bought this house. I was living on the cheap with my in-laws, right, to, mm-hmm. to save money to make the purchase. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, like around Easter time. Like when the first Easter of the pandemic, I guess, hit, um, we uh, walked around the neighborhood and people painted rocks and uh, it was kind of cool. Like it was like, yeah. yeah, hide this rock somewhere and uh, put your name on it or something. Like it was it was just hmm. a little community thing. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Reminds me of that a little bit. A wee bit. But yeah. That is great. I want to find a way to help those people promote them because that's interesting stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my plan for the future. Is is we're just going to make incremental improvements to it until it's a uh, a really thir- like people already love it. People already have told us how much they how easy it was to use, and people are just like, I'm addicted to buying NFTs. And holy cow, it works! Damn, so, I can't wait. I I hope that uh, soon you guys add uh, uh, more file formats because I would love to be able to insert some music into. Yep. Well, at we'll, we'll, some point we'll support MP4s. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd MP4 love, video. I'd love to make like you know podcast clips or even like clips that were never aired, like NFTs. That'd be cool. Like, yeah, it'll be doable eventually. Like rather than just like because some shows will do the, the like the locals dot com or the Patreon dot com. Yeah. Like here's the here's the after show where we got drunk, right? And it's like exclusive. Uh, I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I don't know about keeping that stuff paywall either, but like yeah. making an NFT out of something could be interesting. I don't know. I yeah. just, well, cause that's, yeah. that's the, the great thing that, it, I mean, I'm, I'm very small brained and I'm very new to this whole technomancer bullshit. But uh, one of my favorite things that I've noticed about this is that it's, it's one of the best ways to just directly support a creator. And, uh, absolutely. I was telling one of my friends who's I'm working with to uh, make some cool stuff for token gallery. Eventually when we can add music that like he can just put his music with some art backing it on an NFT and he can release albums just like that. And it has direct, like you, you not only can directly see the people that are supporting you, but you, there's no middleman at all. It's it's, yeah. it's it's beautiful to be able to like have not just the financial support from people buying it, but just knowing that people are seeing your work and are appreciating it enough to do all of this complicated bullshit to buy it. It reminds me of like going to a concert and then like the band's got like CDs either on sale or they were chucking them into the crowd. And it's like music that's not out yet or maybe it will never come out. Right. Yeah. Like I went to a uh, a concert for a band called The Perfect Circle in like 20, 2010 ish, right? Um, and uh, they played a song called um, "Buying Down the River," uh, and they've only ever played that. They play it live every time, and they only play it live. And it wasn't on any of their albums until they made their fourth album, which was the next album, uh, like ten years later. 
or <laughs> no, it was more. It was like 13 years later. It was it was like a couple years ago, and they had stopped making albums by the time I saw them in 2010. So yeah, like, the song that I absolutely adored that I saw live that I could only ever hear with like poor handshaky recordings on YouTube and that one live album that doesn't belong. Uh, that was hard to find until Spotify. Yeah. Like, uh, I couldn't actually hear that song until they mastered it for the next album that did eventually come. Like, same idea. Like, you know, it, musicians can exist in this space. There's room for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, this it's just a space that's perfect for any sort of creator. Like, uh, one of the great things that I've noticed, it, I mean, I've, I've been dabbling a little bit in, in some art for Token Gallery, but... Uh, for one of my pieces, especially, especially uh, I really focused on the writing portion of it, and it's just crazy how much, how many levels of value some of these pieces can have with the art and the description and the stats. Like it's all its own thing, and you could either be super into art or you could be super into writing, and no matter what, you get something out of it. So it's it's crazy how many people you can reach just through that many like layers of creativity. Yeah, it just blows me away what's possible. And I'm really excited to see what you guys do. The net. Well, I say you guys, I mean, Moon and team. I know you're, you're not making 10 grand. So you're just a consumer like me. But you know what I meant? Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Like uh, I trio I, is a valued content creator. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad <laughs> that makes that makes me feel good <laughs> to hear you say that. Man. It's, it's absolutely awesome. So. While, while we have Trio here, Moon, do you have, do you have anything you want to ask of Trio before we uh, do I, the I intro? Just, I, this is kind of a question and kind of a statement, which is like, when are you going to do when are you going to do more uh, Megami Tensei and Gundam stuff? Because that stuff is great. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I'm well, I'm probably going to do another stream, my great uh, heralding return on Saturday, the return of Shin Megami Tensei Saturdays. Uh, awesome. It, We'll most likely be on Twitch, but I will also probably uh, stream it to uh, Sears Poster as well to anybody that is afraid of Jeff Bezos, because mm. I completely understand that. Gundam streams will be exclusive to Sirius Poster. Sure, so, I'm willing to watch Twitch. I, and, I, okay, I do have I do have a real question. Okay, um, which is uh, how about them ducks? How about them ducks? Oh, the ducks are doing great, man. They're they're fucking huge right now. If it, for to anybody know, I just took a experience. Uh, I just got ducks. I've raised them from little hatchlings to uh, they are now full grown adult or full grown adult ducks, and uh, it's fucking great. Uh, I have kind of a problem. Uh, there's a lot of uh, rats in our yard trying to oh, yeah. kind of take a piece at it. So uh, I have invested in a pellet gun, and <laughs> I am excited. Awesome. I'm, ex- I'm excited <laughs> for that. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're fucking great. And eventually one day my dream is to, uh, somehow do something with them. Uh, whether it's just, just 24 hour seven stream of the duck house or some other creative videos that I can do with them. But, uh, they're fucking great. I love them. It feels great to be a little duck father. Awesome. The duck father. I like that. But yeah, Shimigami Tensei, uh, We'll probably be back on Saturday. Uh, I've also got a uh, American Truck Simulator project in the works, uh, which I'm really excited for. I'm including uh, uh, a lot of people in the Fediverse. Uh, uh, basically, the American Truck Simulator released a uh, multiplayer expansion Ooh. like 
DLC and uh, you can just set up a server and just have anybody that wants to join, join it and fucking drive trucks around America. And it would be really cool to have just one big like desert bus road trip with a bunch of people on the Fediverse, like a big caravan. So uh, we're testing fucking convoy. Exactly, exactly. And we're testing that out on Thursday and eventually hoping to make it a big event with a video highlight and everything. Uh, So definitely look forward to that. All I ask is in the highlight video, when you finally get them into a convoy, uh, arrange it to the Vigilante 8 soundtrack. (laughs) All right, I'll do that. I'll I'll, I'll make sure to do that for you. One more more question for you, Trio. Splitgate, have you played it? Splitgate, no. All right, so so hear me out. There's this free game that's like freemium, as in it's a free game with a battle pass that you don't have to buy. So imagine uh, the, it's like the mechanics, the gunplay, the movement speed, the lack of sprinting uh, is very Halo. It feels like Halo. You only have two weapons at a time. You pick up weapons on the map. It's fucking Halo, right? But okay. like everyone's got the portal gun. But portals, okay. Yeah, like the, that sounds interesting. The Q and the E are your left and right portal enemy portals you can't see through them but you can go through them but okay. you can see through your portals so like i can make a portal in this other map i can put one right in front of me on, on a wall and i can aim through it and i can start angling on people but if somebody like sees me shooting them like they'll be like there's a dude on this side of this portal i'm just gonna shoot him right but like they can't see me right but they can jump yeah. through my portal and then like yeah and then, and then they'll know okay that's cool that's interesting i'm definitely gonna fucking check that out that sounds awesome just look at just looking at screenshots too. It looks like a really beautiful game. So you know how um, you know Among Us got like really popular one day after years of being a dead game, and like yeah. it just kind of blew up overnight. That's kind of what happened to Splitgate. Like I heard about it like a year ago, and they only ever peaked at like maybe eight hundred players. They're up to like uh-huh. I think they're up to like five hundred thousand peak right now. Like okay, they their small team of six people did not expect the game to get popular, and it mostly got popular because of all that shit Blizzard went through and what we covered earlier. Because oh yeah blizzard also makes call of duty technically activision but you know what i meant uh yeah. and they're 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 part of it they're they're going down with the ship right so okay a lot of people uh out of uh moral righteousness uh are are not streaming call of duty warzone which is great it's sad that that's mm. what it took that's what it took to get them off warzone yeah uh, given everything wrong with warzone but um yeah and i mean warzone fucking blows battle royales in general just not good it's a thing of the past like they need to move on but like Splitgate, like it feels like Halo. It looks like Halo. It's got fucking portal gun. You should at least try it for free. Like that I, sounds fucking dope. I played it I a might, little bit. I, might, I loved it. <laughs> I might be interested in in uh, in streaming this bad boy. It looks pretty fun. And and you can join too, Moon. It's uh, it runs on Linux. <laughs> ah, there you go. Is uh, one of the selling points that made got my attention a year ago was oh this is actually a competent looking shooter game that actually works on Linux. Like they they thought about it. I don't know if it still it's works all, as good. Splitgate. Split gate, that's the one. All right. I mean, it probably requires like wine and proton and all that bullshit. But like, they, they, in the beginning, they were yeah. like, "Yeah, it runs on Linux. It's fine." Like, you could probably get Robeck on it too. I know he's a arena shooter boomer. Yeah, he likes that boomer shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had a regular episode next week, I didn't have my anniversary and I had Victim on, I would have talked about Realms Deep, which is the it's like an E three for boomers, boomer shooters. Mm. And they showed yeah. a bunch of cool new games, but like, I didn't watch the whole vod and I didn't catch it live, so. Um, <laughs> But maybe next episode, uh, if you're watching the VOD on upload day, uh, next episode we'll probably talk about that. Anyway, the outro. So this has been the Mel and Mancy podcast. You can catch me at Shitposter Club 
at Dylon. It's pronounced Dylan. It's pronounced Dylon, but everyone calls me Dylan. What am I saying? Uh, so, Trio Doug, where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Shipposter Club. That's Shipposter Club or Shipposter.club slash uh, Trio Doug. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Trio Doug. Find me on Twitch, uh, Twitch.com slash Trio Doug. Uh, just Google Trio Doug. You'll find some probably racist tweets. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Just you can you, you can find me. Find me. Uh, I do uh, lots of video game content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Ship Poster Club's number one certified gamer. That's right. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh-huh. I think everyone knows where to find you, Moon. But what, what would you yeah. tell them if they, if I asked? <laughs> uh, uh, for the for the podcast, I'd tell them yeah, shipposter dot club slash Moon with a capital M. Uh-huh. You are the admin of the site. It is the, the home of Trio Doug and me. Our social media presence. I closed all my alt accounts. I don't need them anymore. Uh, you will also find some racist posts, but they're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, some of them are probably mine. It's a website where you can say whatever you want. It comes with some yeah. drawbacks, but the perks outweigh it by far. I mean, yeah. I mean, compared to like like Post and a few <laughs> of the other sites, Shipposter Club is pretty tame. We just talk about cum every now and then. Yeah. It's like, if you want to join the Fediverse and, and give us your, your offensive hot takes, uh, I mean, why would somebody take a user at shitposter.club? Uh, seriously, is beyond me. But Just, yeah, just exactly. join it, get it out of your system, and then get comfy. Yeah. Or if that's all you want to do, there's other servers where you'd be welcome. That's fine, too. Yeah, like, yeah. It's We've free. gotten a few users that were on post, and they said we came here because it was, on post it was just the N-word over and over again. <laughs> I like them, though. They're good guys. There's some good guys over there. Oh, yeah. They're great. They're great guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't reply to cringe posts. But I will yep. I will read them. Um, we'll see. Anyway, that's where you'll find me. And that's where you find the rest of them. It's about time I click the end button. Thank you, everybody, who showed up live and asked questions in the chat and confirmed for me that the podcast or the stream was actually working. I was a little worried yeah. there for a minute. Uh, I'll upload this on the regular upload day, or if that's what you're watching right now, then that that's why. This stream was a week early, because uh, I got plans next week. Bye.